What is going on, Washington football addicts, Washington football nation? We are recording tonight, Saturday, January 29th. It's your boy, Steve. We got Phil joining us tonight. And we got Mr. Dev in the bottom. Who's a little ill today, but you know what? He's a good sport. He's joining us today. So shout out to you, Dev, for uh, freaking rallying. Still kicking it with us, man. Yeah, I'm here through the power of marijuana and horse juice. Yeah, man. Uh, I'm, <laughs> I'm here. Marijuana and OJ. <laughs> marijuana and OJ. Sound like uh, a pot name. That's right. That is. You know what? We'll save it for the off season. Well, for us, yeah. this is episode 111, and we're dedicating this one. To the 30th anniversary of Super Bowl 26 XXVI for the Roman numeral type. And for those of you who don't know, the 30th anniversary of our last Super Bowl win with the 1991 team, uh, January 26, 1992. So that 91 92 season, you know, we went technically 17 and 2. You count all, all the games we adding up to it. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go ahead and, and dedicate this episode to that. We're going to talk a lot about that Super Bowl game. We're going to talk a lot about that season, that 91 season, which, you know, some could arguably say, and it's been said by many experts and pundits, that that is one of the greatest teams, if not the greatest team of all time, which is crazy. We never have anything like that. So, you know, without further ado, I'm going to turn it over to Phil. Let's, let's talk about. The 1991-1992 season that we just yes. ripped through everyone. So go ahead, Phil. All right. So let's let me let me set the stage. All right. Um, and if you've ever seen the uh, the America's Game for that 91 season, it does a great job of setting the table on the 91 season with the fact that the 91 se- season really began in 1990. Um. Because uh, you know Joe Gibbs has been had been running a wide open passing offense, and uh, they had relied on on the passing game way more than the run game. Uh, because you know we had the posse, we had a strong arm quarterback in Mark Rippon, and that carried over into the 1990 season. And uh, it, it was a bit of an uneven uneven season to start, and uh, they came out of a, the the. They came into the the body bag game, the infamous body bag game, and just got defeated badly. Everybody got hurt. It was like, I think eight guys got injured, five got carted off the field, including two quarterbacks. So we ended up having to run Brian Mitchell back there at quarterback as an emergency QB because Mark Rippon was already hurt. Who was a former um, quarterback in college? Because he was, yeah, he was a former quarterback in college. Uh, it went three of six in that game. It's not horrible. But um, nonetheless, we lost the body bag game 28-14, uh, which is funny. We, we lost the game by two touchdowns that people call the body bag game. I mean, we think we would have lost by 50. But uh, nonetheless, uh, we came out of that game. We were 6-5. and five. We went on a five. Uh, we won five out of the next uh, – I'm sorry, four out of the next five to close the season. And ended up 10-6, went to the playoffs, beat the Eagles – Rematched the Eagles from the buyback game in the wild card, beat them 20 to 6. Pretty solid uh win, too. And then uh went into San Francisco. We lost 28 to 10. We were actually winning that game, and then just we could not stop turning the ball over. 
but we could have beaten Joe Montana's 49ers, who were really good that season. They were going for a three-peat that year. And yep. um and and we all we we really pressed them for a half. Anyways, I, I remember I remember the game specifically because I was I was in my second year of Pee Wee football. We had our postseason banquet on that. I think it was a Saturday night game. That that forty mm-hmm. nine game was Saturday night, and so yeah, we were the the Colts maroon. We were burgundy and gold Redskins color at the time, and I'll never forget it, man. We because I couldn't watch the game, but they had the game um, up in the corner on a little tiny t black and white TV. Someone brought one of those, you know, small you know, those portable TVs and you could raise the antenna up and you could mm-hmm. tune it in like an old, uh, like a little, like a little, like a little nine inch screen. Yeah. Little, so we had a bunch of people up. huddled around that. And I, I remember it finally 19, 1990. Yeah. I had one of those that I can not tell you. I watched more than my share of Madden and some all called, uh, Redskins games during yeah, that entire late eighties period. Um, maybe anyway, we go into the season. We are, you know, Picked to be contenders, um, but a lot of people thought that the Eagles might rise. The Giants were Super Bowl champs, but Parcells had retired. So, you know, there were some questions there. So, you know, Washington was seen as a team that could could contend, but uh, there were other teams uh, out there. You know, the Bears had, had played well, um, Things teams like that. So, that season started off. We played the Detroit Lions and won 45 to nothing. Pow, 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 45 to nothing. First game of the season. 45 to nothing. At home, at RFK. At RFK, yes. So you're going to notice a trend early on. So we win 45 to nothing at RFK Um, and just just whomped Detroit. Now, you got to understand, the year before we went to Detroit – and we had to play – one of y'all has got some static going on. Static, Steve. It's Steve's guy. Okay. So while Steve works on that, I'll tell you all the story. So we we just absolutely rolled over Detroit. We had to come back from 21 down the previous season in uh, one, of the, one of the most miraculous uh, passing efforts you'll ever see uh, against Detroit the year before. So it's, what a difference a year makes. Um. We go down to Dallas, came back from down 31-20, and won that game 33-31 on Monday Night Football. Um, and then we went and uh, we blanked the Cardinals. And then we went, you know, at home. And we went on the road and, and beat the, uh, the the Bengals. And then we went home again, played the Eagles, blanked them. So we actually shut out the first three opponents we played at RFK. If anyone ever wants to hear about how much of a home field advantage RFK Stadium is, realize that we played 12 quarters of football to start 1991 and didn't allow a single point in that stadium. In fact, the next time we played a game in that stadium was um, against the Browns. And we let up, I'm, I'm trying to remember this off the top of my head. I believe we let up uh here 14 or 17 points, but we scored 40. <laughs> you know, you'll notice and see the thing about this Washington team, and I don't have to go through every single game that season. Um, there's a lot of ass kickings that we dealt out. And the thing is, is that uh if you look at point differential, right? We were plus two hundred 
and 61. All right. We scored 485 points and allowed 224. That means we averaged 30.3 points a game and only allowed 14. All right. We had, you know, the number one scoring offense and number two scoring defense in the league that year. By the way, 261 in terms of point differential is still the sixth best in NFL history and the third best in the Super Bowl era. Only the 1999 Rams and the 2007 Patriots have a better point differential, but I will always point to this little bit, little tidbit. They allowed a lot more points on defense than ours did. Static Our against me. Yeah. So a lot of people, a lot of people, they like to talk about how dominant the 07 Patriots were. And they were. I mean, they went 16-0. But their defense was more forgiving than Washington's defense. A lot of people look back at 91. They talk about the Eagles defense that ranked number one in every yardage category. But they allowed more points. And we were number two defense in yardage that year overall. This team was so well rounded. They could beat you with the run game. They could beat you with the passing game. They could, you know, they could beat you on special teams. You want to talk about th- all three areas of the game excelling? All right, you have the, you know, the number two defense in terms of yards allowed and scoring. You have the number one scoring offense. You have a special teams unit where Brian Mitchell is in the top three in both kick and punt returns and one of the best kick coverage units in the league. I'm telling it's such a well-rounded team. There's no weaknesses to that 91 uh, Washington team. It was a mixture, a lot of veterans. You had some young guys in there too, like Ricky Irvin's had a breakout rookie year as a backup, averaged almost five yards a carry and had 600 and some yards. And Ernest Biner went for over a thousand. And he had Gerald Riggs, who had less than 80 carries, but he was a short yards back, scored 11 touchdowns. All right. Art Monk and Gary Clark both had over had uh, 70 plus catches and over a thousand yards. You know, this is a team that could beat you any way they wanted to. All right. Their two losses were a combined five points. They lost. Um, one game at home to Dallas by three. And then they lost another game on the road in Philly in the last game of the season in which they were winning until Gibbs pulled all the starters. And then the Eagles came back and won on a last second field goal. Yeah, that was a crazy game. I was at Christmas dinner with uh, with neighbors at that time. And uh, we, I know the game didn't matter that, at that time because we were already 14 and one. I mean, yeah. 14 and 14, yeah, and, 14 and one, 14 and one, and it didn't matter. So whatever. But as some, a lot of the, some of the people you talked about earlier, one of my favorite players on that 91, 92 team was Ricky Irvin. Just like you said, I mean, that was back in the day when everyone had those massive shoulder pads and that dude was a scat back. If you ever seen one, you know, Ernest Barner was a very, you know, pretty traditional running back. Gerald Riggs he was, he was, was, he was a know, fullback. I mean, he was a fullback in Cleveland. Yeah, he was a he was a pounder. He was a pounder. And then Gerald Riggs was your short, you know, goal line guy, which you just don't see anymore. But but Irvin's was that scat back, man. You give him the ball. I I always it's like you when you give someone the ball, it's like you almost felt he had a chance to break it. And he had like I don't know, 690 something yards for he was almost seven hundred yards as a backup. 
crazy averaging you know 4.7 so yeah and it's cool because it's cool when you really look at the the, the dynamics of it you have a three back backfield and everybody's got an assigned role see Ur- biner was not just a, uh, a a running back and a pounder but he was he had really good hands yeah caught you know he was always balls. good for 30 40 uh catches out the backfield every year and he would this was a uh, his uh he had gone back to back a thousand yards. He went a thousand yards in ninety-one. He had gone a thousand yards in nineteen ninety-two. Um, and he also went a thousand yards in Cleveland. Ernest Biner is a real slept on running back. It really is. Um everybody remembers him for that stupid fumble in in, in Denver. Yeah. Uh in, in eighty-eight, you know. Uh, but I remember him for we'll talk about it in a second. He had a touchdown catch in the Super Bowl that we're about to talk about. But yeah, I remember that. I remember being really disappointed. I wanted us to go fifteen and one, just because that's kind of like that. That was like the hallowed mark, you know. If you, no one's going to be the undefeated Dolphins, but if you go fifteen and one, you'll get mentioned with them. Yeah. And I honestly think if they had won that game, how some people would look at this team would be very different. I think that one loss kind of kind of took took them down a peg in some people's eyes as far as where they stand in the pantheon of football history. Yeah. 14 and two, they get their, their, their first uh, round by the number one seed in the, in the uh, NFC. They had the best record in the entire NFL. Um, you know, Atlanta comes to town and they had stomped Atlanta 56 to 17 earlier that year. Was, in that, RFK. was that, was that Eric Metcalf Atlanta? No, like Eric, Metcalf was in Cle- Eric Metcalf was in Cleveland at the time. And yep. we played Cleveland too. No, this was uh, this was this was primetime Deion Sanders. Uh, Andre he, was Ryder, he played back then. Huh? Yeah, he was. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Rozier. Yeah. Uh, so by that point, actually, Rozier was hurt, so they started Eric Pegram. Yeah. Uh, at running back in that in the playoff game. This was, this, was this Jerry Glanville. Was this the Jerry Eric Glanville, Hammer run, run and shoot offense? Who was they? Uh, who was they quarterback? Quit. Is it Chris? Uh, their current quarterback was Chris Miller. Chris Miller, yeah. Chris Miller, okay, yeah, the old guy. Chris came later. Because I know that's who you're probably thinking of. Chandler Chandler was on the Dirty Bird. Yeah. This was the two legit to quit Falcons. Yeah. I remember that. You got to understand, Hammer was on the sidelines at this playoff game. And so was Evander Holyfield, because he's a Georgia native. And they all left the game early because – we just ran him into the ground. We forced six turnovers. It was a horrible weather game. I mean, it, it rained. The field was kind of muddy. It was RFK weather. It really the Redskins, was. The Redskins were favored by 11 and a half points that game. Which That's is unthinkable. For a playoff yeah. game, right? That's and crazy. Covered. <laughs> and they covered. <laughs> what, are, what are the Rams, for an example, what are the Rams spread against the Niners? Which, by the way, I'm going to tell you now, 49ers won six straight. I guess the Rams. We'll, I get don't know what, we'll get to yeah, that. I, don't know, I, don't I want to talk about good times. I want to talk All about right. good times. These are good times. So we beat Atlanta 24-7. This is the infamous seat cushion game. I've told the story. I was there, too. I threw my seat cushion and probably whacked somebody in the head down on the lower decks. because You uh, wish you had kept that now? Hell no. I was part of history. Yeah, I think you kept <laughs> that seat cushion? No. I would have probably lost it along the way. I was, I'm, I'm not much of a collector. Like some people are, just it's not my. Yeah, he don't deserve that. That uh, that 
pile on, uh, Steve. I hope you heard that. I set him up. He don't deserve it. <laughs> it is Bryce Love, though. I got a game ball, though. That's true. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, I also, actually, you know what? I actually have the Wheaties box, an unopened <laughs> Wheaties box from this championship season and from the Doug Williams team as well. I do have those sitting in storage. Anyway. Um, we go to De- Detroit comes to RFK again. Now we beat them beginning the season 45, nothing. Detroit was 12 and four that year. This was not some chump team. This they was, uh, to- Wayne, this was- uh, what's his name? Fonts? Wayne Fonts. Fonts. He was Fonts. running, he was running a variation of the run and shoot with Barry Sanders in Barry the backfield. What do you have? Curtis Barry Duncan. Von- I'm sorry. I was old. I they had a receiver then. Uh, uh Moore. Herman Moore. Herman Moore. Willie Green, um, Aubrey Matthews, Brett Perryman, all those guys. Uh, but this is before Moore and Perryman became Moore and Perryman later in the 90s. But they had gone 12-4. and four. They won the NFC Central, which no one saw coming. They Dallas came to Detroit in the divisional round, and they beat Dallas 38-6, to six, which wow. ruined everything because I remember at the divisional game against Atlanta, the We Want Dallas chant was going on and the stadium was rocking because they want they, they they played on Saturday. Dallas played on Sunday. They wanted Dallas to beat Detroit because they wanted a revenge game against Dallas. Since wow. Dallas was the only team that fans saw legitimately beat this Redskins team yeah. at any time of the season. No one counted the Eagles game because, like I said, Gibbs pulled the starters when we were ahead. Didn't they beat Dallas like 38 to 6 or some crazy shit? Yeah, I mean, Detroit stomped Dallas. I mean, they, they stuffed Emmett Smith. There's that beautiful run. They always play a Barry Sanders where he stops. He takes like yeah. two steps back. And Toby Casillas is looking around, can't find Barry behind him. And then Barry just takes off. It. it I actually watched that whole game just because I love The tall law run, though, still does it for me, where he runs behind tall law. Oh, that, I mean, that's, that's up there. But people that that run against Dallas, Antonio Casillas being completely lost is is that that's football porn for me because you know it's it's watching Dallas get embarrassed. <laughs> but uh, so they come into town, we beat them forty to one to ten on the first pass play of the game by Detroit. Charles Mann blows up Scott Conover. Um who is the right tackle for uh, Detroit, like literally just blows him up right into uh, quarterback Eric Kramer and forces a fumble, and we get the ball in the, like the six. And that's how we started the game. And you, know, you, and you knew from there, oh, we're going to win. Um, so we won 41 to 10. Uh, it's, it's, everything's fantastic. We go into Super Bowl uh, 26. We're going to play Buffalo. But Buffalo's on trip number two to the Super Bowl. I will stand on this. This is the best one of the Buffalo teams that went to the Super Bowl. Statistically, everything. This is, you know, they were 13-3, and three, which was tied for their best record of those four Super Bowl teams. They Their offense was as good as it had ever been. Their defense was solid. Um, they had embarrassed Kansas City in the divisional round. Um, they had three, three Hall of Famers in that offense. Oh Not God. just offense, one Look on at, defense. Well, Buffalo, I mean, you know, Buffalo yeah. had, had, but you understand, they also they actually won with defense in the AFC championship game. It was a 10 7 game, and they won their only touchdown was an interception return. 
um, off of John Elway. But you got to think, this is a Buffalo team that's got James Lawson, Don Beebe, Andre Reed, Thurman Thomas. They've got both Pete Metzelars and Keith McKellar at tight end. They got a strong offensive line. Uh, they had Kenneth Davis backing up uh, Thurman Thomas, who was a solid running back himself. Uh, you remember the guy who had the uh, the double helmet? Mark Kelso. Mark Kelso. That's right. Mark Kelso. Kelso. I mean, the Don Kelso. Kelso. There you go. History right now. Like, yeah. I know way too much about yeah. uh, early 90s. I like, helmet, I, like, I, like, I like the Buffalo, man. They had a good – if I wasn't they a Washington did. fan, I probably would have been a Buffalo fan growing up. And the legendary right for backup, K-Gun. man. Now, now a the, great and, established coach. And the sole reason I would have been a Bills fan is because Technolo. <laughs> Dude, Thurman yeah, they were good. Thurman was great. Yeah. Uh, uh, but here's here's the crazy thing. We go into that that, that we go into that Super Bowl. Mister Z of Sports Illustrated predicts that Buffalo is going to win by three. Now I think that the Vegas odds were Washington by three, but there was questions. But it was the only thing that people could say is that it was the two best teams in the NFL made it to the Super Bowl. Like there was no doubt about it. Right, which doesn't always happen, as you know. No, it, it doesn't. It's, that's why I always thought this. I mean, that says right there. If you look at Washington's paths to the Super Bowl, they played multiple. They played a lot of playoff teams because they did not play like a last place record. They played a lot, of, a lot of playoff teams from both ninety and the teams that went back in ninety one. They played a twelve and four Lions team, which had the second best record in the NF, in the NFC. They played the team with the best record in the AFC in the Super Bowl, right? It's not like they played chumps. They played good teams. Now, we go into the Super Bowl. It's in Minneapolis. It's the first northern Super Bowl, right? It's the first time it's not in, like, Miami or in California or Louisiana. They're holding it in the Metrodome, um, which is – it was a couple months after my favorite World Series of all time finishing the Metrodome. Another story for another day. But um, they're in the Metrodome, and you know people think Buffalo's got a chance. And Thurman Thomas goes out there and misses the first two plays of the game because he can't find his helmet. That, that doesn't tell you how this game was going to go for Buffalo. Thurman Thomas, had, what happened was that some, well, some equipment manager moved his helmet. He couldn't find it. He missed the first two plays of the game. Um, so they had uh, that sets the tone for the rest of the game, it did. So, and what here's the thing it was a nothing, nothing game after the first quarter, but that's because, as luck would have it, Art Monk turns he has he has a one man show on a drive. It he had like four catches for 64 yards on a single drive, right? Um, he ended up going seven for one, uh, 110 that game. He went four catches for 64 yards. He has a fifth catch in the end zone. Like, his left pinky toe is over the line, and they catch it on replay. And they mark it incomplete. Um, which I, I, I'm always like, damn, he was this they had a replay back then? Yeah, they had, they had a replay back then. It was actually done away with after this season. Uh, huh. This was the last season of replay. It was either this or 92. It was the last season of the original replay. So they call it on replay, they wave it off. We go to kick a field goal. Jeff Rutledge botches the snap or botches the catching the snap. Yes. This was back when backup quarterbacks 
used to hold instead of punters, which yeah. just shows you the, the dynamic of the game and how much has changed. It's crazy. Well, not only that, but you see, Rumledge was sure-handed, too. That's why it was yeah. like, oh, man. So it's nothing, nothing. We go into the second quarter, and you notice that our secondary is absolutely just mugging the Buffalo receivers. This is back when defenses could hit receivers. This is when you could bump and run in the first five yards of the line of scrimmage. Like, you could get physical with guys before they had the ball in their hands, right? You hit the you, – if you, you could hit the receiver if he was in the middle of trying to catch the ball. Like, if you timed it, you could hit it. And they're, they're just punishing Buffalo's receivers. Durbin Thomas can't get anywhere. He had 13 yards rushing this whole game. Domination. Right? So we go – March down the field, and uh, this is where I remember uh, Ernest Byer. My most notable Ernest Byer memory is uh, Ripping catches him out in the flat for a, uh, a ten-yard touchdown pass. Um, you know, you know, he he rolls out in the flat, throws it out the Biner. Biner turns the corner, dives, catches inside the pylon, touchdown. Uh, we got another touchdown on a one-yard run by Gerald Riggs because that's what he does. Um. And we got a field goal for Chip Lowe Miller, 17 nothing at halftime. 17 nothing. At that point, people were like, this game's over. The score, the final score is not vindicative of what the actual game was like. Oh, no, it's not because it gets even better. <laughs> so first play of the second half, Jim Kelly, this, it's, there's such a story behind this one play. They run a blitz on the first play of the first play of the second half. Redskins run a blitz on Jim Kelly as he drops back to pass. This is a blitz they drew up in the bus on the way to the stadium. The blitz was called the bus driver special. Oh, wow. And Andre Collins comes uh, inside garden tackle, gets right in Jim Kelly's face, forces him to rush the throw. And they literally said, if you get through, he'll throw the ball here. You're going to pick it up. And that's what happened. He throws the ball behind the tight end. Kirk Gavea picks it off, gets knocked out of bounds at the two-yard line. And then you get that, uh, you know, they hand it off to Riggs. Riggs gets a two-yard touchdown because, again, that's what Gerald Riggs did. And then the famous scene of, of Mark Rippon, like, just, like, running back, pumping his fist, like, jumping as little as he could because, you know, Mark We, Rippen, we all knew it was over. We knew the game was over. <laughs> it's 24 nothing. He throws a touchdown pass on the following drive to Gary Clark from like 30 yards out, 31 nothing. All right, and yeah, I'm sorry, no. By this point, it's 31 10. Buffalo did get 10 points at this point. So it's 31 10 to end the third quarter. We get two more field goals. It's 37 to 10. Now we left two garbage time touchdowns in the last seven minutes because we got our backups in, getting to get them some Super Bowl time. Final score is 37 to 24. But let's be real. Until until there were seven minutes left in this game, it was thirty-seven to ten. That's insane. Had the score stayed like that, you gotta think their playoff wins are twenty-four-seven, forty-one-ten, thirty-seven-ten. Game over. <laughs> a beautiful sound effect. I can never talk enough about this team. Like I was already a mega fan, but this like solidified, and I always said. This is the greatest team ever. And of course, by this point, Dallas has their dynasty run. And then 
Denver and Green Bay had their runs, then came the greatest team, the greatest show on turf and everything else. I think I think it would be unanimous um, if they had I had a franchise quarterback. Like if they had I had a Hall of Fame quarterback on that team, it'd have been unanimous. I think it's I think they're the best team ever. Period. But there's a you could maybe argue one or two teams, but it would they be have unanimous. run they have run computer simulations. Yeah, ESPN did. Football Outsiders did. USA Today did. Yep. NFL uh, Network. All did. these Super Bowl winning teams. It, uh, all three of them. Ninety one Redskins. That's right. And they they did the DVOA, and that they're still number one. Yeah. Yeah. Still number one. You can't. They gotta have one. Of, they gotta have one of the highest amounts of uh, Hall of Famers on the team. And again, no Hall of Fame quarterback. When's that ever been done? Can you name another yeah. sport at all where the best team of all time ain't got the best player on it? Like you go back to the NBA, the best NBA teams of all time got Michael Jordan on it. The best baseball player yeah. of all time probably got Yankee on it. That's the best player in the league at the time. Washington has the West best Yankees team of all time. Right. But there's there's no Washington team. There's no NFL team that could say that they were the number one team in everything. They were the best team of all time. You can't even name a franchise quarterback that's on the team. I mean, Mark I, Rippen, I will, I will say this, though. I, I will clarify your comment with this. One, it was a different time. Two. I don't know. Was it really though? Because yeah. look at the teams well, back just, then. Let's look. Who were the teams back then though? No, that no, that no. were winning. That were like real different, good. Different time, as in uh-huh. the emphasis on the pass wasn't as high. So Rip had thirty five hundred yards passing, twenty eight touchdowns, eleven interceptions. He was only sacked nine. Excuse me, nine times, seven times, nine times, nine yeah. nine times. Put that perspective. Your boy got sacked six times last game. I know. <laughs> Nine you know, times, I, I, but and I'm then, saying that team was so good. It's just it a, the amazing thing about it was all the teams you're naming in the top two or three, five of every sport has yeah. the best player in the league at that time on it. Absolutely, Washington does not. No, you know that they didn't have the best nowhere in the league. At, I don't think like, they had the well, best balance. They had the best offensive line in the NFL. Man. Probably the best yeah. defense <clears throat> in the NFL. They had yeah. probably the best. They had the best offense in the NFL. Running backs in the NFL. Yeah, I would say this. They may have had best twelve receivers. Time, maybe the best multi-tool linebacker in the game. Who Wilbur Marshall? Kubiak? Uh, because Wilbur yeah. Marshall was pass rush as he was in coverage. And at defending the run, like he was not number one. Was Kirk Gavay on that team? My trip. Kirk Gavay was yeah. a starting middle yeah, linebacker. They, they was fucking. They was rough, bro. Now listen, hey, this. you want to know how deep this team was? Mark and Matt Miller, who was a, a legend with the Raiders, and he went to the Niners for a couple of years. He was the backup to Kirk Gavay, and Matt Millen was a was a stud starter for a decade. He was a backup, right? You know, Monty Coleman was a backup on this team, and yeah. people still look at Monty Coleman like a legend. And well, I mean, <laughs> let's also not forget the special teams cheat code back in the day—the one and only Brian Mitchell. Like, you don't understand okay. how many times that guy should be in the 100%. Hall of Fame. That guy put that team in such good position all the time. Like when they when they punted the ball, you're like, man. He's got a chance to break it, and it's not not like Devin Hester break it because he didn't have that blazing speed. I think he just had really good vision. That's just my personal belief. But he was a he was a north south runner and yeah in a, in a position that has always lended itself to east west. Yeah, everybody because people like the east west guys because it's exciting. You know, yeah. 
you think of Deshaun Jackson. Hey, Lamar was a quarterback in college. He was. That's right. Yeah, yeah. he was a quarterback in college, man. And yeah. he was, and he was, he was a, a third down back as a, as a as a player. He was a third down back and a returner his entire career. Yeah. Um, and Chip yeah, Miller was only a seventy two percent kicker that season, but he was nine for nine with from twenty to twenty nine yards, ten for twelve for thirty to thirty nine. 10 for 17, 40 to 49. That's where he struggled. And 72% was impressive in 1991. Yeah, it was. Yeah, and then, and then two for five for 50 plus yards. So his longest was, he was 56 or 56 connection points. His longest was 53 yards. So, right. I mean. Think about that. 56, 56 extra points. We scored 56 touchdowns that season. He was basically Haskins. Uh, he out. He oh, here's the thing. He almost outscored. Listen, listen. Honestly, he was basically asking. He got a cool name, Dude, Chip. You, he was basically asking. You call, I mean, you call Chip Low Miller the basically kickers. Put, put I mean, hold on, hold on. Let's think about this for a second. If if you mean you, you, mean can, you can compare you can compare kickers because there's no one's on the field and all this shit, man. And and to Haskins' defense, he had a Pro Bowl snapper, long snapper, most of his all of his career, basically. So you can't really say anything about uh, kickers. You can't say it was a whole different generation. Kicking is fucking kicking the ball. You put Chip's numbers up and Haskins' numbers up. Who's better? Hold on. You Haskins? got to hear Eric, though. <laughs> 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 not Dwayne. Uh, Hopkins. 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 Okay. Yeah, Hopkins. That's Hold I'm, on. I'm well, let's let's compare. You got to compare the average. Medicine, you got to compare the average kicker from then to now. Because Chip Miller was doing McDonald's commercials. <laughs> with I'm sure Hopkins got a, uh, got a uh, what's that, what's that uh, the little car know. place I got there. Everybody does a thing oh, for Eastern Motors. Y'all remember Eastern the Motors. Eastern Motors commercial? I'm pretty sure it's a Hopkins Eastern Motors commercial. Eastern Motors. Yeah. Oh, no. Do you remember? <laughs> remember those uh, Jordan Bird uh, McDonald's? Oh uh, yeah. Anything yeah. you can do, I can do better. They did the same thing with Chip Miller and Pete Stoyanovich of the Dolphins. This is how good our team is. Our kicker is getting McDonald's commercials. I just love to roll them out. The more impressive kick. Yeah. And let's also not forget that season, Charles Mann had 11 and a half sacks. The the rest (laughs) of the sacks were spread out. Fred Stokes, number 60. Fred Stokes. Six and a half. Wilbur Marshall, five and a half. Bobby Wilson, Jumpy Gathers, Monty Coleman. They all had smaller numbers, but. They were just relentless, but they were the number one offense in the NFL that year for points four. Points four. Out the quarterback like First, we were last 485 year. points. And then points against number two. But there was only 28 teams back then. But still, man, can you imagine that? Having the number one scoring offense and the number two scoring defense. defense. Chip, well, Chip yeah, Miller you're supposed to win. Like, here, here's, here's a crazy yeah, stat for you. For Chip Miller Miller is like two field goals away. From being outscoring the entire Indianapolis Colts team that year, how many points did he get? Like 142. How many points did uh, Hopkins get? <laughs> Not. No idea. Hopkins never got 142 <laughs> points. In this Hopkins is terrible. But he, yeah, I was so confused there for you. you kept talking about Haskins. Yeah, Haskins. Yeah, yeah I'm sorry. Low yeah, Hopkins. After 45 yards, they the same dude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying, True. after 45 yards, they the same Here's guy. Here's the crazy you know? thing. Did you know that Low Miller set a record that year? He was the first kicker in NFL history to hit four field goals in the game over 40 yards. 
That's awesome. <laughs> that was That's against cool. Dallas. That tells you was over fifty since then. Yeah. Yeah, I said it earlier. I said, man, you if you miss almost all your kicks from fifty and beyond, y'all highest is fifty two. You ain't in the league. Like you ain't making it. You're gonna be Hopkins. Yeah, I well, can't keep going fifty yards consistently. Thirty. Everything years else ago. is good for. Her. Thirty years ago, yeah, Chip Lomel was also like a weight room guy. Like most kickers back then were like the little soccer guys. You know, four yeah, soccer kickers. It was him. Then the guy from Florida State. was a bigger dude. Like he he actually like hit weights. He'd yeah. go down and try to tackle uh, returners. Who was, was our who was our punter that we had later in the years? Uh who was jacked? Tom Tupa. <sighs> no, hold on. Sauron? No, we had Sauron for a minute. Yeah. We had a dude who was just you know he had some guns on the Reggie Roby? Do we have Reggie Roby? Nah, we had we Reggie did. Roby. We who did have Reggie Roby. Punter, by the way. He was fantastic. By the way, yeah. Black punter, too. You don't get enough yeah. of those. Yeah. Yeah. True. We're too busy being good at the rest of the chat. Nah, sure. <laughs> <laughs> Punter, yeah, right. Way too black. I wasn't going to say it, but. <laughs> I'd be offended if I went on a football field and the coach said, hey, man, will you be a punter? I'm black, coach. You sure? <laughs> you know what? <laughs> I can be a backup player and shit. Like, this is some bullshit. My friends won't let me hang out with them if I'm a punter. I'm black. They won't let me do that. I don't. Roby had like the highest kick too. Like if yeah, he's fucking ball right. through, he, he damn good. near kneed himself in the face. Every Number four time. came from the Dolphins, yeah. I believe. I'm gonna give me a Roby jersey. That's what I want. That's you said that. Good throwback. Yeah, we had Brad good players on that good. team, man. Brad Edwards was another solid safety. Number twenty-seven, Martin Mayhew, our current co-GM, another great uh, addition back there in the. Uh, cool. Martin Mayhew. Martin Mayhew. Oh, yeah. yeah. He's played with him on a Tech World War II. He played safety. Yeah. Alvoid Mays, a great, you know, just a great yeah. role player. Just, he was a great you know. special team. But listen to this. Realize that their backup safeties were the starters in Super Bowl twenty two. Todd yeah. Bowles. Yeah. I thought Todd was already still there, right? Bay, And Alvin Walton. Yeah. And I thought Alvin Todd Bowles started in 91. No, he didn't start in 91. He was a backup in 91. He backed up Brad Edwards. They brought in Danny Copeland from Kansas City to repl- yeah. to move Walton to a backup role. Walton, I always like that dude just like hit people yeah. violently. He had a and, and two others on offense who never got the no love, who never got the love, but I, I adored them uh, because it was the first position I ever played from football, was our tight ends, Donnie Warren and Terry Orr. They both had the single face mask with the double going across and the single mm-hmm. going down. That's the same face like I had. And I had that too. Dude, they were so good. And I, I I guarantee they contributed to a lot of the hogs, you know, the blocking. Those guys could block their asses off. You know what I mean? They were good. But you never they never really got the recognition. We had four tight ends on that team. Think yeah. about it that way. We had Oren Warren with a with the number, and then you had Ron Middleton, who always came in in goal line package, and James Jenkins. And James Jenkins stuck around through all the North Turner years, too. Like, that dude never didn't have a job. It, it, it's so strange how he hung around forever. But uh, Terry Orr was the pass receiver out of that whole group. Like, the rest of them were just blockers, straight blocking. Terry Orr was the pass receiver. Like, he could get open downfield uh, in, in ways that none of our tight ends could. Um, but, no, I get that. It, it, it's interesting to say it because what Gibbs ran a lot of that H-back offense. So he'd bring in a second tight end, usually or as the H-back because um, we never had a traditional fullback. We, we ran we ran single-back offense with three receivers on the field most of the time. Yeah. Think of it this way. People always remember Gibbs for power running, and that team 
as a team rushed for well over uh, what was it? We ran for something like over 2,000 yards with a single back offense and three different running backs back there. Counter Trey, man. Counter Trey. I heard for those who were who, well, yeah, that's what I was alluding to with the single back stuff. For those yeah. who were in the DMV area, if you notice this week, 30, 30 year anniversary, we're kind of rolling this one into the our Washington Wayback series. It's been a while. This is kind of Phil's yeah. thing. So we'll just call this Washington Wayback number two. But a lot of the players and the alumni from the 91 92 team have been on the radio this year and, and going back and forth. And I, I forget who called in and what channel because I, I tried to listen as many as I could in the morning and in the evening on the way home. But they were talking about Gibbs's scheme coming in and, you know, trying to, I think it was Jeff Bostic when they tried to install the Air Coreal and they were struggling Gibbs's first year and they finally figured it out. A lot of contribution, what a lot contributed to that was when they altered their running scheme, you know, to that counter gap, counter tray. Uh, it was just Joe, Joe Gibbs' idea, and all of a sudden, it just opened up, opened up the pass game. It was crazy. It's when they decided to actually run, and you see that that's happened to Gibbs twice because for all the power running stuff, Gibbs liked to sling it around. In '89. Gerald Riggs was our primary back in 89, by the way. Ran for almost 900 yards. Um, people forget Gerald Riggs once led the league in rushing when he played for Atlanta. Uh, he used Crazy. to be a great running back. He transitioned into more of a secondary role to, and extended his career. But here's the crazy thing. Two years before the Super Bowl year is when we had the 3,000-yard receivers. And Mark Rippon played that whole season too, right, because Rippon had a gun on him. So Sanders, Monk, and Clark all went for over 1,000 yards in 89. And then they tried to keep on doing that into the into 1990. And then one day, Ernest Biner pulls a uh, John Riggins. He goes into Gibbs and says, if you want to make the playoffs, give me the ball. I will take it there. And that's what he did. And, and Biner, if you look at his last several games of 90, he it was 100 yards, 100 yards, 150 yards, 120 yards. It was just constant 100-yard games. He went for 1,200 that year. That carried over into 91 where they had more balance. But Gibbs liked to throw the ball a lot. That Air Coriel never left his system. And you'll see that he always had – he always tuned the passing game to fit what he had. We never had a high-volume tight end during that first run with Gibbs, like somebody who you – know, a tight end who caught 60 passes. Right. You never saw that in this offense, but you saw it the second time around. I'll tell you, one of the most adapted coaches I've ever seen is Joe Gibbs because he always altered his schemes to fit the players. And if players yep. were saying, hey, give me the ball, he wasn't – he didn't have the ego to say, no, we're doing this my way. Okay, And he said, no, okay, you think you can do it? We'll give you a shot. That's right. Well <laughs> – that that's, that, a, that's a leader right there, people. It the is. It is. And it I'm just glad that we can call it a a past a past, you know, a piece of our history, you know, past happening that we can always hold on to and no one can ever take that away from us, regardless of what the name is, what it was, what it's going to be. We'll we'll always have that. So props to Phil for carrying the load, giving us the rundown from the 91 90. Actually, going back to 89, you know, you know. Big big props to Phil. Thank you very you gotta, much. You gotta, you gotta set it up because it's such a it's such a great story. Yeah. If you haven't watched, 
go on YouTube, watch some of these games. It's fun. It's fun to watch because honestly, I think that unlike now where TV's kind of overproduced, it's a lot simpler. You can actually oh, just it's, watch. It's, it's so authentic. You know <laughs> you're what I mean? You're right. Football. <laughs> right. You're not getting all these subliminal messages. You're not. It's just football with straight commentary and the yeah, terrible, terrible video quality. It's it's fantastic. Yeah, it's all VHS quality. But so, you know, for everyone CRT listening, TV. you know, put your comment down below. What's your favorite memory of that 91, 90, 91, excuse me, 91, 92 season? What's your favorite memory of that Super Bowl for those who are around? And, you know, we hope that we can get to that point one day. But, hey, you know what? As as Redskins fans, Washington football fans, whatever are going to be next week fans, I, I still hold true that this is the best team of all time. And I watched a lot of football, a lot of Super Bowls. It, I will always say that it is. And if anyone says anything else, you just got to, you know, kick through the door and tell them this is that's it this this is sparta you know we, we will kick you like like uh like chip moeller did or or the old flat-footed toe kicker mark mosley himself okay, he, ain't hopkins. <laughs> he ain't hopkins well, let's transition hopkins. real quick to the playoff games um now that we've got the that out of the way let's, let's recap the games from last week great football once again you know, before 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 the season, excuse me, before the last week's games, my game of the year was the Chargers and, and Raiders game that, you know, <laughs> where the Chargers called that timeout, Raiders ended up winning. But this past week and last weekend, let's just start off the Bills and the Chiefs, man. What a game. What a game. What a game. What a game. You know, I, th I thought the Bills were going to take it, to be honest with you. I really, really did. Really thought they were going to take it. Josh Allen had a great game, 329, four touchdowns. Pat Mahomes, 378, three. Josh, Josh Allen led the led their team in rushing, 11 for 68. But he had this one rush where he he just lowered it. I don't know why they didn't call it, uh, uh, you know, whatever the rule is for lowering your helmet and running over a dude. Because he lowered his helmet and ran over a dude, pulled him out the game. Because he was like, you know, half his size. But – but the other interesting part is Pat Mahomes also led the Chiefs in rushing seven attempts, 69 yards, which is crazy. And uh, Tyreek Hill, of course, led led the the Chiefs in receiving for 150 and one. And then um, Davis on the Bills, uh, eight receptions, 201 and four touchdowns for Gabriel Davis for the Bills. And but, you don't get to, you don't get to say they should have do a flag on Allen without saying they should have do a flag on Hill for waving the 30 yard line. The for taunting, you're absolutely yeah. right. I don't know why they I don't know why yeah. they didn't. That's that's a classic time. If it had it been is. a fight breakout, they would have blamed in Bills. And how many times this season have we seen that for less? Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's crazy. That's crazy. But uh, it's crazy. I mean, and then when it happened, I yelled it. I was like, "Oh man!" Like as soon as he waited, I was like, "Oh my god, they're gonna flag that." And they didn't. I was yeah. like, "They still." I saw them waiting on somebody to say they threw a flag, and we just didn't see it. And they didn't. It, it's funny crazy. because they kept touting, "Yeah, the, the Bills are the number one defense in the season, and number one this and number one that on defense." And you know, Josh Allen manifested a fantastic drive uh -huh. to give that touchdown to Gabriel Davis with 13 seconds left, 13 seconds. And you know what? Everyone's talking about, Oh, change the rules, the overtime rules. They stink. They stink. How about this? How about you don't kick the ball in the end zone and not take time off? You do a squib kick. You're knocking off three, maybe four seconds. They're down to eight. Yeah. Right. How about you not let Pat Mahomes go 70 yards 
in, in seven seconds. How about you not do that? And how about you don't let them go 80 yards for a touchdown on the first drive in overtime? You're the number one defense in the NFL. Do your job. Yeah. So, I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad for Allen, man. Like I, I, I've been like, if anybody follows me on Twitter, you know, I've been arguing with these guys about Allen versus Lamar Jackson all day. And I've been saying this the whole time. Say what you want to say about Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson has a better record in the regular season than Allen, and he's beat Allen every time, and he beat him in the playoffs. They came in the same year. One of them dudes got an MVP, a run-up MVP, and two albums. You can't be better than a guy if you have none of those uh, things. I don't care what you saw. It's what people do. Whenever, whenever Allen has a great game, and he did have a great day, and I think Allen will be a great player. Don't get it twisted. But – you know, if people live in the moment where they saw that, like, oh, he, he's, he's 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 come now, he's arrived. They're doing the same thing to Burrow. Burrow wouldn't yeah, even be in well, a playoffs. Remember, Lamar they, got hurt. they were both on two different trajectories. Uh, uh, Jackson came in way better, way yeah, better. Jackson was the last pick in the first round. Allen was in the top five or six. But I know, but Allen, but the 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 the, the scouting report on Allen was that he's raw. He needs time. He wasn't ready. Right, right. And, and, and you yeah. know, I I honestly think you know. Last they put him in and made the playoffs. Year. They, 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 they put him in the middle of the year, and he got rookie of the year over Allen, by the way. Yeah. And went to the playoffs. Allen didn't. The yeah. second year, went to the playoffs. Allen didn't. Third year, they went to the playoffs. Allen got beat by this guy. Yeah. So, and the only reason, the only reason that, Bur- that Burrow made the playoffs this year, you know, Buffalo, uh, Baltimore was up three games and uh, over Cincinnati. Well, like seven games left in the year, dog. There was up three games. Lamar gets injured. They go one in five or one in six or some shit and get completely knocked out of playoffs. They probably yeah. Cincinnati had a chance of not even going to playoffs if he plays. That's yeah. how good I mean, that guy is. The whole team fell off the map. The whole team fell off like the lines fell. fell. And see, this is why I always people say I can't yeah, like Man- I like Allen, like, dog. I don't like Peyton Manning, right? With yeah. The team lead, when he leaves, there, there's nothing left. But he's just gonna as he gets older, he just, you just gotta have to adapt your playing style. And they they got he's younger than Burroughs. He's younger than Burroughs. No, Jackson's younger than Burroughs. He's not built uh-huh. like Josh Allen is built. Right, no, so no. you know it's the NFL, right? These guys are gonna take some massive hits. Allen Allen's like Cam, right? Allen's built like Cam Newton. They can just Lamar did, Lamar wasn't running over him when he got hurt either. He got hurt. No, no, no. You know, and right. and, and that's right. that's what I'm trying to say, like. And, and they do the same thing to uh, the born of Rams, Stafford. I like Stafford, bro, but let's just keep it real, man. Like, Stafford was on the lines for nine, 12 years, some shit, and yeah. went to the playoffs three times in 0-3. If Lamar is on Buffalo, or, or if Lamar is on Baltimore, they never make the playoffs, and he goes 0-3 when he does make it, y'all crushing that dude, man. I don't give a shit what you say, because Lamar off the line, off of Baltimore is the Lions. The record I shows just, that. I don't. It's. I don't think it's fair to. They're different types whoa, of players. Whoa, whoa, the teams whoa, whoa, whoa. are, are managed. Standard. One team's managed Lamar, well. Lamar, 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 Lamar Jackson on Buffalo, man. On Lamar Jackson off of Baltimore is basically the Lions, man. They got the same record. The Lions suck. So you're saying Baltimore, Baltimore sucks with the Baltimore is, is. You're saying without Lamar, Baltimore's talent level. Hey, hey uh, no, I'm saying their record Huntley is. Played, don't care. They're talent Huntley? level. Who was the guy yeah, that came in and relieved the uh... Huntley bought up? Huntley bought up. Huntley one and six though. <laughs> you know, you can say all you want. Somebody bought up. It's one and six. You First know, and, I, don't and that's... Hunt, I don't think Huntley, RG three, whoever you want to throw out there, was nearly. You can't. I don't see the, any of them as capable starting quarterbacks. They're backups, man. And I know I just trash RG three. I'm talking about Baltimore RG three. 
right. was not an NFL starting caliber quarterback. Todd Hundley is not an NFL starting caliber quarterback. I'm sorry. I don't care what anyone says. So you ha- that's not a fair comparison because you're, you're putting Baltimore – you're putting them with, with, with sub-starting caliber QBs. Now, I'm not talking about great. I'm just saying – you're talking, you know, ball talking about the Lions. No, yeah. Well, I mean, this was just a bad year for even when he was healthy. Lamar didn't. Lamar had a bad year. This was not a good. Hey, year Lamar was the MVP candidate until the last game of the year. When he threw like four interceptions. No, then he, he got hurt in this game. He was not. not and Lamar Jackson, if you watch ESPN before he got injured, when they listed the MVP candidates in their top three, every time Lamar was there, last game he had those bunch of interceptions. Then he got hurt, yeah. and then it was over. I mean, he was sitting at like sixteen and ten. 16 and 10, not even 3,000 yards. Did he even have 3,000? No, he had like 2,700 yards. He got hurt like six or seven yeah. games. Did he have COVID a bunch he of did times? Have, he had a ton of rush. He almost had 800 rushing yards. That's right. probably he was great, over the top. He was great to have 3,500 passing and probably 1,200 yards rushing, dog. That was yeah. unheard of. That's what he looked like he was going to have. And and people and people hate on it, which I'm cool with. I'm cool with anybody who likes Allen. I think Allen's great, man. I'm not going to knock Allen at all. But I'm saying, dude, how can you put Allen above him? When he ain't played better than that, I don't. It's, hard, no I don't think it's fair to compare the two at all. They're I think two it's completely fair. Type of players. They both play quarterback. They both came in the exact same year. They both play each other all the time. One has beat the other in the playoffs. One has an MVP of the year award. One has two All Pros. The other has done nothing but throw a bunch of yards. Let's just keep it real, dog. There's a bunch of quarterbacks throwing a bunch of yards. We can say what we want to say about quarterbacks, but like, for instance, we go back to Matt Stafford, right? Matt Stafford don't win a Super Bowl. He's a failure, bro. They got two to Super Bowl with golf. How the fuck would you trade three first rounds to get the exact same place you could have got with golf? Because That's Stafford a is 10,000 times better than Jerry but, but you're going to get the same result. In the end result, the goal, you play to win the game, right? Isn't you that do. the same? So you tell me you're going to pay three, you're going to pay three first round picks and forty million dollars for a quarterback that gets you the same distance as a guy who ain't getting none of that. But you you saying that's a good thing to do? That's crazy yeah. as fucking shit. That's crazy as fucking shit. Look, they they had Stafford got beat forty to eighteen or thirty to eighteen against us forty nine this year already once, man. What do you think he's going to do in the playoffs? They also did, but didn't they also beat uh? Didn't they also beat San Fran as well? No, they haven't beat San Fran six straight games. They haven't beat San Fran since nineteen to two thousand sixteen, bro. They haven't beat San Fran in three years. No, they lost thirty one to ten, and they lost. Yeah, then, uh, they haven't beat them in three years, Steve. You know, look it up. They yeah, haven't beat them since two thousand sixteen, man. So that's what I'm trying to tell you. If 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 Matt Star- Matt Matt uh, Stafford wins tomorrow. That ain't proving shit to me. Like y'all can say all this stuff. Oh, he beat Kurt. He beat the Cardinals. Cardinals don't have their best player, dog. They ain't been good since he's been out. They're like one, they're like two and six since Hopkins went down, man. Uh, <laughs> you know, who they beat the first so, game? So what's, what's your standard? You keep moving the goalposts. No, I'm not moving the goalposts. goalposts. I'm, 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 I'm not my top three quarterbacks have been the same for like three years, man. No, They've but been I'm the saying same. Matt Stafford. My homes, Aaron Rodgers, and, and your boy, Lamar. Top two quarterbacks. Beat, okay, he he just beat Brady. What if he goes in and he 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 beats? And he beat Brady. He beat. I, I give him, I give him credit for Brady. I give him credit for Brady. But here's the problem with beating Brady. You beat Brady. He ain't have Godwin or your boy out there, Brown. That's yeah, that's, that's a list team. You know. I'm, you know. What I'm saying it's always some kind of it's always some kind of thing going on. It's why he's winning. He's never beat a complete team, dog. That dude's never won a playoff game at all. And now when he wins, you're playing you're playing the Cardinals without their uh, team, and you're playing. The uh, Tampa Bay without their team. 
beat San Fran and you beat the Chiefs, then I'll say something. I, I'm willing to say Matt Matt Stafford is a good quarterback, man. I'm willing to say he's an elite quarterback. He wins Super Bowl. You don't win Super Bowl, you basically golf because golf did that, bro. Golf did that. Golf got to Super Bowl and then played like right. that. He did. Stafford got to get there and not play like ass, though. So Stafford get to the Super Bowl and plays like ass, then what y'all going to say about Stafford? They played like ass in the Super Bowl, but he's still a good quarterback because he's got better exactly. work than Jared Goff. Exactly. exactly. But you can't say that because Jared Goff's won more games than that guy. Yeah, but I, I – so so hold on. So you're, I don't, you're I don't, I don't think, I don't think, I don't think Goff's – I don't think Goff's better than Stafford. Anybody thinks okay, that. you're caveating all of Matt Stafford's right. wins, but you're giving Goff the credit for going to the Super Bowl. I don't understand. No, no, no. <laughs> no, I'm not – I'm giving Goff the credit. I'm, I'm telling – saying the Rams, I would think if they don't win the Super Bowl – this year was a waste, dog. It's a mistake. And, it'll be, and they don't have enough cap space to re-sign half of those guys again next year. So what are they going to do? I think it was a horrible mistake, bro. And if they don't win the Super Bowl. If they do, then, hey, y'all did the best thing ever. Y'all, y'all did the thing. But if y'all don't I win mean, the Super Bowl, man, and none of us Jared, in here got to beat the Chiefs. it's zero credit for that suit going to the Super Bowl. Zero. Crazy. Zero. Uh, all right, well, if, zero. Stafford, if Stafford don't win it, then what are you going to say about him then? If Stafford goes to the Super Bowl and loses, are you going to give Stafford credit for going to the Super Bowl? How does that make sense? How does yes, it make sense when he okay, when he's okay, playing hurt teams all the way there? How's it make sense? Touchdowns and 60 interceptions. You're telling me Man. golf gets credit to go to the Super Bowl that year? 22 touchdowns, Man. 60 interceptions. How many, how many did Russ get when the LOB won? Let me let me let me let me let me let me say you know what I'm how many the difference I will give, give Jared Goff more credit for going to the Super Bowl than I will give Trent Dilfer for winning his Super Bowl. Nah, I won't. Trent you gotta do you gotta you gotta put you, Trent Dilfer didn't even start half that season. Mm. Most of that season was started by Tony oh, Banks. What that, what that tells me is a guy that don't start all season can go on a team that's deep that's real good on defense and offense. And win a Super Bowl, but Stafford, who's the elite quarterback in most odds, can't go to a team that has all pros everywhere and win Super Bowl. Nick I look at it, I look at that as a slap at, at, at the guy didn't win at Georgia, the guy ain't winning in the NFL, dog. He's not a winner. He's Carl Malone, bro. He ain't Carl Malone. Carl Malone got the Lions. That's like saying someone Carl Malone the Jets or the Browns. I Lamar Jackson's on the Ravens. I had the Ravens record without him. Running back, running back. If he's Carl Malone, hold on, Carl Malone's considered one of Carl the three best with the, the, with the championship, so. Are you, you're saying that Matthew Stafford is one of the three best power, three best quarterbacks in NFL history? Right. Carl Malone's a bad example. He's, right, he's Deadlift Shrimp then. How about we go? Deadlift Shrimp. He's Charles Oakley. I'll give him that. Don't hit on man Deadlift like that. Matt, Matt Stafford is Charles Oakley, man. He's good. He's good enough to start, man. You know, other than that, you might win. If everybody else is good, I, I love Matt Stafford though. I would love him to be on our team. He doubled. He doubled Jared Goff's touchdown. He forty one touchdowns this year. He's a way better quarterback than Goff, dog. But he's going to end up with the same. He's going to end up. You're going to end up with the same result for all that money and picks. But that's going to be a hard pill to swallow, man. If you're owner, Maybe. I gave up three firsts and forty million a year to get a guy that did the exact same thing as this boom. And you had an easier path because everybody got hurt. That depends. If he does it again next year, even if he doesn't win it, if he gets them that far again next year. They're not going to make it next year. Everybody's a free yeah, agent, man. I would, I would say the Rams had the easier path that year. Look who they were playing. Arizona Cardinals had nobody. Arizona had had nobody. No, no. The year Jared Goff went Super Bowl, there was no Kyler. Who did the Cardinals have? They had nobody, right? The, the 49ers, they had, they had nobody. They had nobody. The Super Bowl year before that. No, they the went to the Super Bowl before that. Four years before that. 
Yeah. They won the Super Bowl two years ago, man, with Gra- Garoppolo and Lost. That, that, that was Seattle after golf. That was that's what I'm saying. He went, Bowl, he went to Super Bowl. He went to Super Bowl right after that. That's what I'm saying. Right after that, he went. They went to yeah, Super Bowl. The Niners were good. Very different than that, the one that was. They haven't beat. They haven't beat the Niners since. <laughs> they haven't beat them since at all. That one won a game. Good. Some niggas. They were the same team. They were just injured. That's what I'm trying to tell you. Those guys were hurt. That's okay, that's so that's the. Saying, so you're saying that when golf beats injured teams. He's almost as good as Stafford. Oh no! What I'm saying, what I'm saying is, everybody looks when Stafford beats hurt teams. Well, it diminishes Stafford, but when it doesn't diminish golf. No, what I'm saying is that we have these built-in excuses for Matt Stafford. Man, it's always oh well, the team ain't good enough. Ah, well, it's always something. No one else, no one else gets the benefit of the doubt. You can throw 100 million yards. That's just like I was telling you about Lamar. Like, you know, there's someone, oh, well, Allen threw like five, six, seven touchdowns. Lamar threw five touchdowns in that game and lost in the playoff game a year or two ago. You know, know, it's it's crazy as shit. On this back, how many Super Bowls has Aaron Rodgers won? He's considered one of the three best quarterbacks of all time. One, but you know, they win all the time and they go to playoffs, and he's the reason why. He's the reason. That means Eli Manning is a, he's if, got two. He's right, fucking elite and dope. If, no, he's terrible. Right, if, Eli if, garbage. Uh, if Matthew Stafford's face, better than Eli Manning. I agree. If what's his name? Uh, if Aaron Rodgers wins the Super Bowl one time, but he's still good every year, and his team makes the playoffs every year, that's one thing. Stafford ain't wouldn't hadn't done none of that. He don't win in at all. If if Aaron Rodgers was not going to playoffs, but three times in nine, ten, twelve years, y'all be clowning Aaron Rodgers, bro. Let me uh, say, let me, they clowned Aaron Rodgers from the one Super Bowl and in the playoffs. Matt Stafford ain't making the playoffs most of his career. Nobody said shit. Let me ask you this. See how I mean, weird I'm, that is? I'm going I'm to I'm ask you this. Is Ben Roethlisberger no. taking everything in consideration definitively better than Matthew Stafford? No. Matthew Stafford's a better quarterback than Ben Roethlisberger. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. I'll give you that. But the problem with this is that if they ain't trade for Matthew Stafford and lose. Yeah, it's not necessarily about the rings; it's about the winning and the rings. It's a combination, bro. You can if you got no rings and no playoff wins. What are you, bro? If you're a good quarterback with no playoff wins and no rings, what are you? What quarterback survives that? He's got Besides Matthew Stafford now. Yeah, against it's fucked true. up teams, they ain't got nobody there. You can't put an asterisk next to a victory, bro. It's either a win or a loss. It doesn't matter. I'll give it to you. I'm, I'm, I'm still on the Stafford bandwagon, bro, if he wins it. If he don't win it, man, that dude's just a good quarterback. He's basically Russell Wilson to me, bro. And I like Russell Wilson. Yeah, I know you don't think I don't, but Russell Wilson has done shit. I like Russell Wilson. I like Russell Wilson, bro. Russell Wilson ain't did shit since LB left. I mean, that's what you want to say. Anyway. You want to count quarterbacks in the last four years? That's when Lamar got there. All right. Well, here's the thing. We got we got two interesting championship games for two totally different reasons. 49ers. Right. You got 49ers Rams, which you know, you got the Rams, which are like supposed to be the team this year, but they can't beat the 49ers. They they can't by the way, shotguns. Man, we ain't bring you on in a long we ain't bring you on ever again, bro. You convinced us the Packers are gonna win that shit. They couldn't score more than 10 points. What are you doing? I was Everything already, you I, Green mean, Bay. I, I, I listened to that podcast this week. Hey, listen to this. They can't play in cold weather. They can't come to Green Bay. Everything comes to Green Bay. Imagine tackling. Oh, yeah. They can't tackle Aaron the big guys running backs and dealing. Tundra. 
Yeah. Jimmy Garoppolo came in through for 130 yards and they won. Rodgers <laughs> had zero interest in playing that game. He had zero interest. Man, in they're making this like hell. He's trying to say both ain't going to get to him. Okay, man. They... <laughs> both is great. Uh, hey, Yahoo, you know, Garoppolo, Garoppolo Sports, by the way. Yahoo Sports, with, with, with their, their, their wonderful uh, use of language, says Aaron Rodgers gets canceled again by the 49ers and all this other stuff. I'm like, your choice so, of language is so, real. This is why I don't like judging quarterbacks for the win-loss record. The win-loss record of a quarterback is not a fair stat. Because Jimmy it is, Garoppolo it is, it is, is not amazing. He wins. Right. He's a it is not a fair stat, but you can't. It is not a fair stat, but you can't dismiss it, and you also can't take it. You have to take into account that the reason why teams are winning or losing, or if they're the reason, you know, like are you? Guess we were honest, man. Do y'all think the Rams wouldn't win the Super Bowl with another quarterback or wouldn't be there? You think the Rams couldn't have won these games without Stafford? They won them last year. They won them last year, man. What's he doing that that golf didn't do? That's all I'm saying, dog. And you pay, and you pay, and you pay. Well, golf was for that. They went to the fucking Super Bowl, dog. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 and golf has golf ever made even productive? No. I mean, he might have made. It. I wonder if he made it in by. If you made it in by whatever, you still made it, bro. I mean, Hanukkah ain't make it. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I'm just saying, bro. Like that. I don't. I don't know. Like what everybody's obsession is with Matt Stafford. I love him. I, I, don't, I don't like him to be. I, I ain't got three first round know, picks. I don't know where you're talking about. I haven't heard of an obsession with Matt Stafford. I just people just realize he's a good quarterback, and and that's that's that. I don't think anyone's yeah. obsessed really with him. He is, so he is really a quarterback. Really right. Bad teams. He wasted his early years with a really crappy franchise. That's the bottom. He wasted his middle of his years. But if, but if he but if he don't win a Super Bowl this year, it's a waste. You wasted it. You fucked up, and you ain't going to be resigning all these guys. Next year, the league's going to be tougher. And, by the way, the 49ers, man, what do you do if you're them? At the end of the year, do you trade Garoppolo and try to get Aaron Rodgers in? If if Garoppolo no, goes to the no. Super Bowl? you have Trey Lance, you go with Trey Lance. First-round pick. Hey, you but if they Trey. say, give me Trey Lance, which trade you Aaron Rodgers, what do you do? Trade Aaron Rodgers for Trey Lance? Right, for the Green Bay. If Aaron Rodgers don't want to be there, you know what I'm saying? You're going to trade Is him. Aaron a free agent, though? No, he redid his contract so that he can get out this year without it being a cap casualty to the Packers. Like, he redid his contract last year so that he could be traded or leave this year without a hurting the cap of the Packers. He's set up this year to either retire or be traded. So, I'm wondering if he's not coming back. Like, did you, if you're the 49ers, that's where he wants to go. What do you do? Yeah, so, let's see, 2021, 2022 could be an out. If, yeah. he, if he were to be released... Pre June first, it's a twenty six million dead cap. Traded after after June first, twenty six million dead cap. Released after no, they're taking they're taking a nineteen million dead cap no matter what. But their idea is they uh, they lowered it so they could trade them. You could trade Aaron Rodgers with nineteen restructure. They can restructure yeah. his contract and then you know they, they can work wonders. That's how they do it. But right, they can get rid of him at nineteen million. You can move that around for anybody for Aaron Rodgers yeah. anyway. He's worth it. Yeah, I mean, really, Yeah, I mean, if you're the 49ers and 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 he he said he's not going to a rebuild, so he ain't coming to Washington because we're rebuilding every year. If you if you ask the coach, well, here's the thing. All right, we're in year three of a rebuild. Are you at the point now where you have to where getting a guy like Rogers puts you in a much different position? It's about performance now. We we took two years for culture. Okay. Uh, culture's good. Let's let's time let's, let's put it on the field and win. 
No so you think, how, many games you think, how many games you think we win this year if we had Aaron Rodgers-ish type quarterback? Because I feel like we would have won one or two more games if Cole didn't kill our team in the year. 11 maybe? On yeah. the, just on the quarterbacking alone. And, but think yeah, about I it. Heineke, Heineke had 16, 16 interceptions. I don't know. And think Heineke about how many, won he five, had like 35-ish. Heineke won five or six of those games putting the team on his back. He did with 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 very <laughs> I mean, uh, late drive late drives for scores. Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I say that, that, but he did. He did. And, so I'm wondering, like, if COVID hadn't hit us, I think we could have. We definitely got one more. But I think we could have yeah. got at least two more wins if COVID hadn't killed us. And that's looking at eight, nine wins. Yep. So if you add Aaron Rodgers to that. I, I I mean I know it's crazy and all the injuries, but I don't think this is a bad of a rebuild as anybody think. I think the defense was right. starting to play really good about a game or two before Young got hurt. Yep. And I think and whenever Landon moved down to a linebacker-ish position, I think the defense got good enough to where if they had all got injured out and COVID hadn't hit and Sam was not even how to play, they would have won it, nine games game, or so. They invested so much in the defense and for all those yep. players to get hurt, it was like it was it was a pointless investment. You can't you can't you don't know when people are gonna get hurt, but all yep. those first round picks being out, it is what it is. But all the last game we didn't out. talk about last week was the was the Bengals and Titans. You know, the Titans were Phil's yeah. pick to keep go all the way to the Super Bowl, and they also showed up and just didn't perform against against the Bengals. Oh, I mean, they talking about they talking about Tannehill on on the news. Yeah, and, and then you hear people talking show. about Tannehill like, oh, he's not our guy. Like you go on Twitter, people were dogging Tannehill like, hey, it's time to trade him and move on. Right, I'm just like. Dude, I would kill for someone like Tannehill's caliber on our team, and you guys are talking about trading him. Like he's he's you know two know. three successful years with him. Uh, I could I get, mean, him, he, he's I could get him under if I get him for twenty. I'd do it. But if you got pay, if you got to play forty some million, I don't want Tannehill. Like I would no 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 not at that price point. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. No, I'm with you. I don't think Ryan Tannehill thinks he's worth that price. Shit, how much how much Ryan Tannehill get right now? About thirty. <laughs> well, he just resigned a big deal. Uh, right, that's what I'm saying. That's what you'd have to give him. That's the going rate. No matter if he's worth it. That's the going rate. Like Lamar's gonna get like 46, 50 million, bro. That's gonna happen. Yeah, well, well the cap the cap keeps going up and the TV revenues keep keeps going up. So they're just gonna keep the, the percentage of the cap for quarterbacks is just gonna keep getting higher and higher and higher. And, game, and games like last week aren't gonna make it even better for that cap. That's gonna always good. NFL is a great product, bro. Yeah, I it is they proved that it was, it, all four games uh ended in walk-offs. Never happened before, ever. All four games. Isn't that crazy? Walk off. I earned another billion dollars in revenue. Dude, I mean, every team just gets hell. Even we get, what is it, $100 billion? I'm sorry, $200 million a year for TV revenue? I got to go back and do my research. I I, I knew this at one point. Every team gets $200 million for showing up, or is it $100? No, $110 million just for showing up from TV revenue. It's crazy, oh, man. It's insane. Insane. Yeah. Um, Tannehill right now, he is getting – I got it up right here. His, he, his contract structure is – $27 million. Right. 29 well, is twenty nine for next year. Right. He's so he's guaranteed – After 1.5 this past year. Yeah. In 2020, he got $17.5 million. With a five minutes on those. He was on. We got you from Miami. See if you got anything contract. And then once he approved that, he got that thirty. And that's what that's what you got to pay a guy like that. And he's like a C quarterback, bro. Twenty nine million next year. Twenty nine million next year. C quarterback. Yeah. 
29 million with a 5 million signing bonus. So that was like a B plus A quarterback. If we want a QB, we have to pony up the money. Yeah. If you want pony up 30 million for Tannehill, you're going to win the same amount of games as you won with fucking Heineke. Yeah, I don't know. That, that's, that's, for Heineke that's for $2 million for Heineke next right. year. Right. You're talking about 20 That's what I'm saying. You million. Got, if, if you're going to bring someone in, it's got to be someone who's up here. But the, the, the question is, what's what's the threshold? What's the lowest? This is the lowest I'm going, dog. Russ Carr, yes, I, Kurt. Yes. That's the lowest oh, I'm going. Right. So is we'll, we'll just transition. Is we won't talk too much about quarterbacks, but is <coughs> Russ would be sufficient. Yeah. Rodgers sure. would be sufficient. Sure. Car. Is Carr sufficient? Yeah, depends on what you pay him. Like you got to pay right. him $30 million. Maybe not. You know, and, and that's that's what – and then you also got to come up with picks to get him because you got to trade for him. Right. So that's, a, that's the, the only – right, that's the problem I have with Carr. Other than that, if you just had to give him 30, I'd be like, ah, fuck it, yeah. But if right. you got to give him 30 and two first-round picks, I'm like, you know what? I don't know about yeah. that one. Well, Carr is only making $19 million next year. 19.7. That's a bargain. Yeah, you, you're going to have to resign him. You will. You have to resign him because you, you could potentially lose him in free agency. So it'd probably be probably a, have to resign him before he extension, gets here. Extension right. before he gets here. Right. But it's I, I, I think you sign one of these top-tier free agent quarterbacks or guy you trade for, I think you have to trade Heineke. I don't think you got to trade Heineke because you just have to get somebody so good that he's no, clearly eh, back. You have to I, get dude. somebody so good that they can go and throw two or three interceptions and you don't be like, bitch, for Heineke. That's how good people, the quarterback has to be, bro. People clamor for him, man. People clamor for him. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, you got to go out and get somebody that can play. Hell, fucking go get Phillip Rivers or somebody, man. I'd rather have that shit. <laughs> he's retired. I'd rather have Phillip old-ass Rivers in here. Versus speaking of which, uh, Adam Schefter broke earlier this afternoon that Tom Brady was retiring, and lo and behold, it hasn't been confirmed. He re- he retorted, he recanted his original statement. So he's not retired, not confirmed yet. Brady, the, the team was shocked, everyone was shocked. It is not confirmed that Tom Brady is, is retiring. What, if I'm Tom Brady, I could name one reason why I retire, and it, that reason would be Giselle. Yeah, like I, it, it, and I'm just, I'm, me, me and Tom Brady are the exact same age. And when I say exact, we're both born on the exact same day in the exact same year now. Me and Tom Brady, exact same time. I'm telling yeah. you, as all of us August 1977 babies are concerned, is that if a supermodel comes to me and says, look, honey, I understand you like to be chased around the field by grown-ass sweaty men, but you already want a bunch of championships. How about you come home and get some of this, you know, yeah. supermodel booty? I would be home. I don't know. Giselle would have to ask me twice to stay the fuck home from work. Yeah. So real quick before we make this our last, last talking point. This weekend's games, we got the Bengals and Chiefs and the Niners and the Rams. So the Bengals are at the Chiefs. Chiefs are (coughs) favored by seven. And the Niners are at the Rams who are favored by 3.5. So real quick, Phil, who you got this weekend between the two games? Bengals, Chiefs, Niners, Rams. Uh, well, I'll go with the easy one first. I, I got the Chiefs. Um, That's I think they just look. I think the Bengals are going to make this an interesting game for a while. I just think that the Chiefs, they've done it before, and they know what they're doing. Way the Bengals are next year's team, yeah. not this year's team. 
So I think that uh, I just see the Chiefs pulling this pulling away in the fourth quarter. They just have too many weapons, and they're too creative. Burrow is going to do some things with those receivers, but look, they stole that one from from Tennessee. Tennessee gave them that game. You got to remember, Tennessee got nine sacks on Joe Burrow, the most sacks ever given up by a team who won a game in the playoffs. Yeah, it's not going to happen again. I, I don't think the Chiefs' defense is as good as uh, the Titans. I wonder why the Tennessee stopped running with a much better offense. What? Yeah. And, 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 and Tennessee had no sense of urgency that last that's two drives. Oh my god, that last drive! It was I, like, I was what, are they, what are you guys doing? Like they just stopped running, like, playing for the field goal. They were imposing their will on Cincinnati in the run game, and they just stopped. I, I don't know. I mean, I think they lean too heavily on, on Derrick Henry. I think they should yeah. mix it up more. Foreman. I don't think because Henry, you can't, you can't mix it up. Henry was in the first game back. He was, there was just a slight hesitation that he normally doesn't have hitting the hole. And I think he's, he was just getting his game legs under him. And it's like, you should have stopped at 15 carries with him. Yeah. Dante I think he was like good. Give him the ball. I think dude Henry was getting like six yards of carry in the second half. They just didn't give him the ball. It was something ridiculous. He was killing them. Like the last drive they ran on the ball, he was getting like six yards of carry on the dudes, man. They stopped running. Yeah. It was weird. Like I have never seen anything like it. That is almost sabotage. Well, hold on, because yeah, Derrick Henry went 20 carries for 62 yards. Yeah. His longest right. run of the game was nine. Yeah, but he was running the second half is when all of them came. He was getting he was, yeah, he towards the latter half. They were doing really still, well with the run. Yeah, I mean, Dante Foreman was the one who had – he had 66 yards on four carries. Yeah. Um, Foreman Foreman's a solid back. I mean, uh, that that dude I really thought should have been more in the mix. But anyway, I just think the Chiefs have too many weapons. They can yeah, beat yeah. you in different ways. They're, they're more creative you. on offense than uh, Tennessee. And, you know, they can – Lean on their quarterback a lot more to Cincinnati win. Has, Cincinnati has good defense, bro. Yeah. So we're, defense, so we're all going Chiefs. I'm going Chiefs. Phil, you're going Chiefs. Deb, you going Chiefs? I'm going. Right. I'm going we're Chiefs. going Chiefs. Okay, Chiefs it is. Second round, second game going across the other side to the NFC. We got Rams and Niners. Deb, who you got? 49ers. 49ers. Oh, six, six, six straight wins, man. I, until you beat them, you can't beat them, bro. Like, until you beat them. I can't dude, argue with that. You, the Rams should win, bro. Like, if the Rams win, don't be surprised. That's what should happen. But they're not going to beat them, man. They should have beat them six straight times. Can't beat them. Why makes anybody think this today is going to be the day? You got a guy who ain't won a playoff game in 12 years. All of a sudden, he wins two. Now, all of a sudden, he's going to beat the 49ers. Something he ain't even done twice. He had two chances before the 49ers ain't done it yet. Okay. All of a sudden, he's going to win it this time. I'm picking the Rams. I'm picking the Rams to win. It's a safe thing to do. So, I'm the tiebreaker. I'm going to go with the Rams. I, I think that at some point, they're too good to lose, keep losing to the 49ers. And yeah, yeah. I think that they have – look, the Niners have the confidence. The, for, the Niners have the confidence of all these recent wins over the Rams. The Rams have the motivation to – you can't look past the Super Bowl. You're going to face these guys who have been your kryptonite. 
Um, so th- I think that their entire focus this season, their entire season focus is on this game. And the, the 49ers offense has just been putrid the last four weeks. It's been terrible. Jimmy tried to give it to the Cowboys. Tried to give it to the Cowboys. Tried to give it to the Packers. The other team still couldn't do it. I, the, the, and the, the team, wow. they, and I don't know. I, you mean Dallas was fool's gold anyways, right? They didn't play yeah, no real I, teams either. So look, I hate, it's going to be hate. a great game, but which game will be better? I hate, I hate Shanahan, man. I hope Shanahan Rams loses every game. Yeah, I hate, I, I hate Cal Shanahan. I hope they lose every game. I hate them. I hope the Niners lose, but they ain't losing to the Rams, bro. Okay. Fair enough. So for all we know, it could be the freaking 49ers and Bengals. We could all be wrong on the Chiefs, but the Chiefs are beatable. Rematch for them lose. Rams, man. I tell you, Stafford messes up a chance to go to the Super Bowl in his own stadium, dog. Never leave that down, bro. He'll never leave that down. They get three first round picks and Super Bowl in their stadium, and you don't make it, dude. <laughs> so I will say this: the the Rams defense is head and shoulders better than the Packers. So I just don't see how. I don't see how they don't. I will be completely shocked if they don't beat the 49ers. The they haven't beat them yet. I know, but everyone's healthy. Everyone's in a groove. This is the playoffs, and they've been lights out in the playoffs. So they have been lights you know, out in the playoffs. They barely won both games. Nah, they do. No, they dominated the Bucks. They dominated they domin- the Bucks. Yeah, yeah, they dominated everybody. So, oh, the Bucks had a shot at the end, bro. Tripping. They they came back. I mean, they were. It was almost a uh, Brady Patriots first the Brown there. Yeah, it was almost uh, you know very close, but. They held off. They, you know, Sean McVay went conservative, stupid on his part. After they were up by like 25, 20, whatever the score was. They I don't think they you have to stop. worry about that because I don't think the Rams are going to get up like that. They won't. The They'll have to keep the throttle on the whole game. And if, so. the, if it's a close game, man, I'm just winning that one. I think, McVay's, I think McVay's got the motivation to keep the throttle on the whole game too. Yeah. Well, you know, we've been talking for a while, fellas. We got – 2222 coming up next week on Wednesday. Wednesday. So, Wednesday. So I think we'll try to have we'll try to get together and have a live show on Wednesday. And we'll just figure out and talk about what the name is. So Wednesday morning, we'll know what the name is. Red Wolves. Bright and early. Bright and early. Hopefully, you know, all the misdirection. Maybe it is Red Wolves. Remember, Jason Wright was on Pat McAfee's show talking about, you know. Misdirection is the opposite of transparency. You know, sometimes too much transparency is bad. And so who knows at this point? We're seeing commanders. Everyone's saying it's commander, just commanders, commanders, commanders. I don't give a shit personally. Just remember when I said, said remember when it was supposed to be care. admirals? Because there was that redirect from Adam Washington Admirals to Washington. It got changed in like six hours back to giving.org. I don't even know yeah. what it is now because I haven't checked. But yeah, you're right. The thing. They're saying the same thing because there's a redirect from commanders to the Washington football team website. It's like y- y'all realize that people could buy domain domain names like that. You can, and just, you can, you can look into on no, the Google so the Google. latest the latest hubbub was so there's a company called Mark Monitor. They are a company that manages URLs for billion dollar corporations. That's all they do. They manage it, they they get it and they hold it and they give it to someone else to manage. Someone had obtained or commanders.com and Mark Monitor owns the rights to commanders.com as of right now. The old Washington Redskins page was always was originally obtained by godaddy.com and it changed. The last update was July 22nd, 2020. 
The name Washington football team was announced 20, July 23rd, 2020. So the current team's website is run by GoDaddy. That's the that's the bottom line right now. So that oh, that's pretty much national treasure in this whole thing, man. Like, yeah. <laughs> like Indiana Jones trying to get the fucking name. I don't know. Like, yeah, Washington oh. Commanders though is owned by another company. People are saying Commanders.com. Well, I don't know why we're WashingtonFootballTeam.com right now. I don't know why or WashingtonFootball.com. It could be DC Football. It could be DC Football FC. It could be. It's a a ton of different URLs you could manage it. So I, it's all smoke and mirrors. Who knows? It's all probably deliberate leaks. Good on them. It's a fun game, right? Keep us talking. I'm trying to stop on you. Keep us talking. That's right. And then Friday, you know, I have tickets. I don't know if I can make it to the. It's five dollars a vehicle to the to the post name celebration at FedEx Field in a parking lot. Uh, I'll have all my three boys. I don't, I don't know if I can make it Friday. I'm going to try, but we shall see. We shall see. Um, I think. I mean, I think that's cool to do with something like that too. I mean, roll out everything. Uh, apparently, yeah. I mean, I know it's kind of expected, but it seems like the players are feeling the, whatever the new jersey is. Yeah, a lot of a lot of the alums. They didn't say they didn't like the name. They just said, you know, we'll rally behind. We'll rally behind it. You could. It was clearly obvious they probably didn't like it, but you know they were good sports about it. They didn't say it sucked. They just we'll, oh, we'll be fans way, no matter by what. The way, this is this is where I'm gonna, I'm gonna. A lot of people still have this fear that somehow once we get first it was when we get to wash the football team. Now it's when we get a new name. They're gonna erase anything that says Redskins. Now, did you all watch oh, that 30th anniversary special? Joe Gibbs used the phrase Redskins like 17 million right. times. It ain't, go, it ain't going nowhere. It ain't, it ain't going, going nowhere. nowhere. And I've already, I can say this as a fan ambassador on the history and culture side, I will tell you this. The team is not running or trying to hide the fact that this was the name. It's just that it's not going to be the name going forward. All right? And it's not that they, the team, like, oh, they changed it. Look, the new conspiracy is, is that Dan Snyder did this because he wanted to make a whole bunch of money off of New Jersey sales. No, Dan Snyder had to change the name because he was going to lose a way more money yeah. not changing the name. He would have lost the naming rights to the stadium. He would have had no merch to sell because Nike was going to pull all the merch. That's And, and FedEx threatened to, to lose the sponsorship yeah, of the stadium. Stadium naming rights. You yeah. know how much money that is? That's yeah. a lot of money. Yeah. You can't sell any official merch. You can't sell official merch in your team stores. You can't sell them online. And 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 you can't even have the naming for your stadium because it's been pulled. And now you got to go find someone else. And they're going to try to get you at a cut rate because they know you're in a disadvantaged situation. Didn't you at this point. No. They changed the name out of financial necessity. But why, right. why why Groundhog Day? What's the relevancy in Groundhog Day is what I'm trying to figure out. No, it's, it's saying the same it's thing over again. And watching, watching the football team. That's well, that's where I was alluding Groundhog to. Day. I know. It's the Washington. The Rockefeller Records building. It's the Washington <laughs> Rock. 22 twos. Jay-Z, look it up. Uh, how many people will be upset on February 2nd? There's gonna be a lot everybody. of people, regardless of what the name is. Everybody, you're going to see a bunch of um, 
Ad, you're gonna see a, lot, a bunch of preteen minded people get mad that it's not Red Bulls. Yeah. Um, because I'll get mad if it's not Red Bulls. And then you're gonna see the hey, I told you so. It was whatever. You're gonna see those. Oh, but, oh, it was like Knights or something. Nobody gets like the fucking Charlton or some shit. <laughs> so we're all like, just mad. Everyone's just <laughs> yeah. Well, the Washington gonads or some shit. Like I want to be like some atrocious. Washington rocks. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Beans. Someone nobody was even thinking about. And then we'll Washington all just cars. be sad and be like, huh? Washington cars or something like. I don't even know how I sell it. it name. Just don't give me a three syllable team. Give me a two syllable. Give me, give me, give me diamonds. Give me diamonds. And we'll just all throw up the rock. Washington, Washington starfish. Like. <laughs> <laughs> no one has starfish. I mean, it's going to be at eight or eight thirty on the Today Show Wednesday morning. Uh, I'm going to think I'm going to try to. I'll be at work unless I have work. COVID. Oh, I'll, I'll be off. I'll be off for COVID. See, God I works. Go, I go in work that day, so I will actually get to watch it live if I remember to wake up. Well, what's the date? Huh? What's the date? February second, two two twenty two. I mean, what's the date right now? So... Oh, today's the 29th. Yeah, I'll be off. I'm off for like seven days because I have. You know, you're going to see the people who, who are pissed off. You're going to see the people who are happy with it. You're going to see the people who are, I don't care. Let's just move on. That's me. You're going to see the people who are the I told you so's because their name is actually aligned with what they said. And you're going to see the people who are like, fuck this. I'm out of here. I'm out of here. You know what I mean? I feel like I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be like just like you. I don't care. And listen to Red Wolves. I'm gonna be like, I told y'all so. I told y'all so. If it's Red Wolves, I can't wait. I'll that. be a little happy if it is, just because I, I could get down with it. I, I want to just be on the power with Phil when it happens. It's gonna be like the best it, day it, ever. Phil's just, Phil's just gonna be like, <laughs> I may turn my phone off. <laughs> I will be. I will, I will call off work and I will sit in a dark corner all day just drinking. Yeah, it, either way, I will walk the bed to Marcus Davis. And how in the world do I lose? Oh a bet to man! Marcus and we will Davis. bring him on this podcast and oh, we will man. talk about it. <laughs> and we so will talk about it. Can we bring him on what, this what podcast? Is the, what is the? What is the bet? When is the? When is the bet? What is the? What is the bet? I don't think we have if a it was bet. Red Wolves, it's simply whether or not it's Red Wolves. If it's Red Wolves, I I had to buy him a Red Wolves jersey. Oh, snap. That's fair. That's expensive. Yeah. You get bootleg. But I told it, 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 but I told it straight <laughs> up, it's not. It's going to get one from Alibaba. Alibaba.com. Or one of the people yeah, in our Facebook group who we kick out every day. You're going to get a jersey Greg. Well, uh, here's, here's the funny thing. All right, you'll notice that since they said it's not Red Wolves, we have not seen hide or hair of Marcus anywhere. He's not in the comment sections of our pod. He's made a he's made a few comments here and there, mostly about but he's disappeared quarterbacks in, and part. you know this team isn't ready for a good quarterback. This team isn't ready for a rookie quarterback. Apparently, we're not ready for any quarterback. So, Marcus isn't ready for his name not to be Red Wolves. That's what the thing is. I'm riding to Washington. My daughter got me this hat for Christmas. What is it? It's, it says Washington on it somewhere. I'm, no. Oh. Man, they're going to fool us all and just stay a football team, and we'll just be like, all right, whatever. Well, I mean, the, 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 that means I can keep on to this logo. Yeah. I have all this. I'm the, I'm the dumbass that buys all the all the freaking stuff that goes with it. So. What, do you, what do you think it's going to be, Steve? What do I? I don't know. Like I, I really, really, really don't know. I have I, no idea either. They got me. I, I have I, no I, I gave idea. Up. 
I gave up a little while ago, and I was like, yeah, they got. I can't. I, I can't guess it. That's too many. So that's too many it, tips. It's, so it's not. What way. do I think it is? It, it it comes down to what do you want it to be? Because I don't know what it is. I have. I you can't all the misdirection. I don't know. And if you ask I me, don't. I I don't care. Honestly, but if I literally you're holding a gun to my head and I had to choose something, I'll just go with Red Wolves because it's too. the easiest. It's the easiest thing to relate to with marketing and with themes in the stadium and with all the other nonsense that comes with it. The other stuff is hard. It's like wolves and shit. I mean, it, it, I think it's a good one. It's not like I like the I name. It's just <laughs> the easiest thing to do. <laughs> I, I feel the same way you do. I could give a fuck less what the name is. I'm not going to lie. I don't care. I don't care what they name them. But I I'm like, if do. you I I, we, do. We, we, we take it that you do. We know I you do. I can actually <laughs> see myself I can actually see myself rocking with like Commanders. I know it's not a good name, but it's a name I can live with. They got a I tank, man. I'm white. I just, it's yeah. just, I just not my favorite. Right, yo. If they got a tank, I'm, I'm bringing back the no limit chain. Oh, that tank, man. I mean, I'm already going to double cover Commander sign, which tank I'm wrong. Cobra. There we go. <laughs> yeah. Whoa, no, that always says if it's Commanders, and every time we get a first down, you hear. Cobra, <laughs> now, rocket launches. Instead of the Mario, instead of that Mario uh, power up sound, do the yeah. Cobra. Cobra. That would be see, see, see. You you can do things. Yeah, we are the demented people who think of Cobra commanders. Everyone else is thinking U.S. military. No, no, like, no, we're no. the only ones Team thinking like thinking that. Anybody like us who's grown up in the 80s or born in the 80s or watched any of those cartoons, which is a big chunk of this fan base, we're all thinking Cobra Commander. Yeah. Man, Plus, they made a comeback. They did all those live action movies. It did. It, with um, Shannon Tatum and The Rock, right? Yeah. yeah Why? They weren't very good. <laughs> but the what was the latest one with uh, Storm Shadow and um, you know it did. What was the latest one that just came out? Snake Eyes. Snake you Eyes. Know, yeah. On its own, Snake Eyes was a good movie, but it's stupid because they let him talk. If they had to let him mute the whole time, or at least showed how he lost his voice, it would have been a good movie. But other than that, yeah, eh. that guy can fight, though. That guy from the, uh, the fucking... What's the HBO show? The Days In, the Warrior. Kung Fu in the Western. Yeah, that, that dude's a kick-ass dude, though. I give him that. Yeah, the guy yeah. plays. A, every time you do a Snake Eyes, anything Storm Shadow is always the best one. Yes, <laughs> you know. Yep. Well, fellas, it's been fun. This has been a fun episode. Doing, you know, looking through the way back lens, um, talking about Super Bowl 1991-1992 season, the one that kicked off January 26, nineteen ninety-two. 30 year anniversary. This was a really, really fun episode. So we recap that whole season. We talked about the Super Bowl, our victory over the Bills, 37 24 for Super Bowl 26. A little bit of playoff recap. And then yeah, I think we're all, you know, we're almost, we're kind of split, but we all think the Chiefs are going to go. And then, you know, me and Phil think it's going to be the Rams. Dad's think it's going to be the 49ers. Either way, I think we're in some good football tomorrow. It's going to be fun. I, I do need to check exactly. What are the times for tomorrow before we sign out? So we got three o'clock and six thirty p.m. So it's gonna be, it's gonna be good. Those are all East Coast times. So Shanahan go to one more Super Bowl, man. Is he like an elite coaching? If, if he wins one, is he an elite coach? If point? he wins one, yeah, he's not a losing record. But if he wins the Super Bowl, Shanahan it's hard because 
record. He's been the one. He's been having most of the coaching for now, like four years, five years, four years. Yeah, I don't even know how like long that. he's been there. Something like that. Two times. It'll be two Super Bowls if he wins tomorrow. Not <laughs> victories. Win two Super Bowls. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, what did Marv Levy? Well, I mean, Marv Levy. No, he went to four. What was the Bills coach who? Uh, yeah, that's him. That's him. Marv that's Levy. Marv. Yeah, he went yeah. to four. He didn't win one. Yeah. He's he in the Hall of Fame. A good coach. I don't. He know is in the Hall of Fame. Do you know Marv? Marv Levy was a former assistant for uh, the Redskins under uh, under um, George Allen. Didn't really? know that. I didn't know yeah. that either. Wow. I didn't know that uh, Joe Gibbs was a Raider. Like until I watched the Madden special, and he talked about how I, Joe Gibbs. Joe Gibbs had I, a. He was in it. Joe Gibbs was in the special, and he was yeah. talking about how. Uh, Joe Gibbs was talking about how he had a playbook of offense. He was like a defensive something coach or something. He wasn't on offense. And he had a bunch of plays. He wanted to get Madden. And Madden was like, because he wanted to try out for the offensive coordinator job. And he was like, uh, I do want the plays, though, but I'm going to hire somebody else. And then uh, I guess the guy in San Diego um, brought him over and said, Don hey, man, you come here. Yeah, Don Correll come and said, hey, I love those players. Come here and run it here. And the rest was history. you know. But he was at the Raiders whenever fucking – Think. Gibbs, Gibbs, everywhere he's gone as a coordinator, when he was a coordinator in Tampa, turned that team around. Cor- you know, coordinator in San Diego, they built the Air Coriel offense. Like, it just it became so dynamic. Comes to Washington, builds three Super Bowl winners, goes to NASCAR, wins all these uh, championships, and he's owner, the, you know, Top owner and everything else comes back to Washington as a coach, makes the uh, dysfunctional franchise. Y'all forget how bad things were after Spurrier. Makes them respectable. Like people respected this franchise. That FedEx field was not getting taken over under Gibbs. Um, it, was, it was hard to get in a game at FedEx back then. I went to games at FedEx under Gibbs. It was Washington fans. Remember, the biggest crowd. In this franchise's history was that 05 game against Dallas, uh, you know, where we where we stomped them 35-7. Um, you know, Cooley had the three touchdowns and everything. And then we went to the playoffs twice in four years, and we had respectable teams. You know, it weren't glamorous or exciting, but we, we enjoyed watching them. We were fine with what we were getting. Yeah. Everywhere Gibbs goes, you get got stability and you got improvement and you got championships in, in a lot of aspects, or at least you're contending. This is what we should be looking for, you know, and, and I think that's what Rivera is trying to build. And Rivera is probably the guy, probably closest to be able to do that. Um, but if there's any lesson to be learned from from Joe Gibbs, it's that. You know, you don't have to be rah, you know, rah, rah, run your mouth, curse everybody out, yell, scream, and act like a fool. You need a leader of men to build a winner. And being a leader is different than being someone who is a difference between being a boss and being a leader. A lot of y'all hear that. Joe Gibbs was a leader, and that's what you need. Joe Gibbs won three Super Bowls, and two of them were golf, basically. Yeah, I'm just saying, man. He didn't have. He didn't need a. He didn't need your boy Stafford. 
He won yeah, I mean, yeah, he won with Joe Theismann, who I think Joe Theismann's criminally underrated. Uh, I, I, said two, Gilliam, I said two of the three. I said two of the three. Yeah. Joe Gibbs Mark, Rip, Mark, Mark Rippon had three. He had a stretch there, 89-91, where he was really good. Um, Doug Williams and Jay Schrader combined to win a Super Bowl. That's Man. probably the, like Doug that 87 Doug. season is probably like one of the greatest coaching accomplishments ever because he won with three and with replacements and uh, he, he, I'm gonna go on with the rest of the season alternating between Jay Schrader and Doug Williams, neither of which were franchise caliber QBs. I'm gonna say and something Williams on, at on one point was before Williams got hurt. Uh, in Tampa Bay, he may have reached that point. That injury kind of leveled him off at being. Doug Williams was trash, bro. I, yeah. he had, no no he matter what you say, he had the he greatest Super Bowl of all time. He had the greatest Super Bowl of all time. I'm not ever going to take that from that guy. Doug Williams was, he was, he was on. He was, he was trash, on. Bro. He was on. When he was off, he was off. He was only he was on great. like one game in his life. But he, he was that's all that mattered. He ever been in the playoffs you know, three years into their expansion. Look at his numbers though. I mean, I'm just saying that dude was not well, his really numbers good. Were not great, but yeah, he's not he wasn't good at all. He was actually a bad quarterback. But he won the Super Bowl in that game. He was killed. a huge arm. So, he, he was he yeah. was with Gibbs. Here's the thing, Gibbs always his first run always did well when he had a Quarterback with a big arm. People underrate the shit out of Joe Theismann's arm. Joe Theismann had a cannon. Jay yeah. Schrader had a cannon. Rippin had a live arm too for the deep ball. Oh my god, oh, Rippin yeah. couldn't oh, throw an eight. Here's the thing: Rippin couldn't throw an eight yard out. Yeah. pretty to save his life. That dude could throw a six yard ugly. fly like it was his job. Yeah. <laughs> but no one threw no one threw the non route better than that guy in Washington. No one threw the deep route better than Rippin. Yeah, I love Doug though. He's a hero in my eyes, man. Growing up, like I, I couldn't yeah. believe the feeling I got seeing, uh, you know, a black quarterback as a kid, man. Like you never see that stuff. Like I, I'm not at all trying to disrespect the, you know, our legend, anyways. And, and yeah. Doug, but he, he, Doug was trash, bro. And I, <laughs> I, I mean that sincerely. But you know, I mean, you know, y'all want anybody listening to this? You want proof? Put they got like websites where you can put verses and shit stats. Look up Tim Tebow and Doug Williams, bro. They're the same fucking guy, bro. They're the same fucking guy. Defenses were not a lot more aggressive, (laughs) and passing completion percentages were not nearly as high. And that actually kind of speaks more about how bad Tebow is because Tebow put up Doug Williams' numbers. Doug was bad back then, bro. Peyton Manning, Tom Brady era. Doug was bad back then, but when he got in those playoffs that year, he was good. And then when he got the Super Bowl, he was the best quarterback ever lived for at least two hours. He for was, two hours, was, Doug Williams was homes, bro. Two hours. One quarter, really, if you really, really look at it. That quarter, by the way, is insane if you look at his numbers. Nine yeah. of 11, 200 and some yards, four touchdowns. Like, right. who does that? Right. But uh, That's what I'm trying to say, man. I, I like Doug, though. I don't want to – one day I hope to meet the guy, man. I like I like Doug. I don't want to be like, hey, man, you said I was trash. No, and I'm like, yeah, you, no, you were. Look at his career stats. <laughs> These Tim Tebow, bro. I've been saying you what say. yeah. I've looked it up before. Look it up. Tim Tebow. I'm looking at it right Williams. now. Yeah, same guy. 100, touchdown, 100 career touchdowns and uh, 93 interceptions. Here's the funny thing is he actually had a better uh, touchdown to interception ratio with us and a much better completion percentage. Man, who had the higher quarterback but, rate, Tim Tebow or Doug Williams? 
I'm not looking at Tim Tebow. Yeah, I'm not going to give a shit about Tim Tebow. <laughs> here, 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 here's a comparison, all right? All right, he was even money in Tampa Bay. 73 touchdowns, <laughs> 73 interceptions in five years, right? 33-33 in one record. He was 5-9 and nine as a starter with Washington. Um, but it's funny because he won three games in relief in 87, but he didn't get credit for that because he didn't start. Um but he was five and nine as a starter in Washington, had a 27 touchdown, 20 interceptions. His completion percentage at Tampa Bay was 47.4, with Washington was 55.9, which is at least which is respectable for no the late 90s. Not great. No, look up, look up the other 90, look up the other 90s quarterbacks, man. I don't hear that shit. Like 80, you know, it, it 80s. 80s. Yeah, look up the other 80s quarterbacks. He was, they wasn't. All right, I'll pick here. I'll pick a no, good a quarterback. Super Bowl, Super Bowl winning quarterback too. Well, there's only a handful. Oh, Jim McMahon. Right. Yeah. Yeesh. Another trash quarterback. Oh. Another one. Another one. Bears defense and another one. And, oh. Jim McMahon was better than Doug though. Uh, Jim McMahon. Fifty-seven was better than Doug. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman. Rex Grossman was better than Doug, bro. Rex Grossman would have won a Super Bowl with the uh, 80 17. Oh, hold on. Listen to this, Jim McMahon. <laughs> Jim McMahon, right? Say what you want to say. Who, by the way, Jim McMahon, between 85 and 86, he got he was injured. But 85, 86, he was 17-0 as a starting quarterback. Yeah. Now, 57.8% completion percentage in Chicago at the same time. 67 touchdowns, 56 interceptions. Not exactly a great ratio either. Who's the receivers on Washington when Doug Williams plays? Monk and who else? And Clark and Sanders. Yeah. Right. He still was trash. I'm just saying to you, bro. Like, but in the Super Bowl, I that wouldn't call him was, trash. He was in Jesus. Jesus, Small J. Hey, the right Super place, Bowl. right time, right? That's how it works. Yeah. He, he was, was people in the playoffs. It's all about. He was a relief pitcher. He was good. He was he, he, he was always good for a half. I want to know, man. Honestly, I haven't looked. But what is his quarterback rating career in Tebow's? I bet Tebow's is higher. I don't know why. I just Williams and Tim Tebow. I'll yeah, tell you Tim right Tebow's now. gonna be higher, man. You gonna <laughs> well? Let's just find out. Tim Tebow. I'm just saying it's gonna be hilarious too. Now, do you Tim want me Tebow. to do? Do you want me to do full career or just like full career? You know, full career. Williams with us. Career average is an average dog. Career. Okay, just making sure. So, all right. Six nine point four. Oh, sorry, more than Doug. <laughs> that was Doug. Yeah. yeah Tebow. So Tebow. 75.3. Right. I, I told y'all he was better. Like, 75.3. Tebow, right. Tebow's better than Doug, man. But Doug's our hero. If he 17 touchdowns, it, nine interceptions over if Doug, years. If Doug, if Doug was a white quarterback and won that Super Bowl, what would y'all be saying about Doug right now? Be honest. He was his name was like. Yeah, well, Jay Schrader won that Super Bowl. Will we treat Jay Schrader like we do Jay Doug Williams? Doug Williams, like physically, the way they played, are the same quarterback. All right, if Jay wins the Super Bowl, do we treat Jay like we do Doug? No, because Jay Schrader was an asshole. No, because <laughs> that ain't the reason. The Actually, reason is, Jay Schrader wasn't an asshole. Doug Williams a black dude. we never seen this shit before. Like, if Doug Williams is <laughs> a white dude, we've been like, ah. <laughs> no, nah, we would we would remember him fondly. I don't think. I'm talking about the world. Like Washington, Washington operates in a vacuum, man. Anybody wants Super Bowl here is a legend. But if you were like, let's say, like a cheese fan, and you look over and Jay Schrader got a Super Bowl, 
You don't think nothing else about that shit. He would be like with with Tebow. He got a, he got he got number ninety five in the NFL top one hundred in two thousand twelve. Isn't that right. some shit on the Jets? <clears throat> For, well, for that 2011, was, that, was, that was for that the 2011 season, but came out in 2012. He, you know, he he played. He started 11 games. Oh, that was, oh, he was a, and they won most of them. And they won that was most his of second them. Denver season. All I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, all I'm saying is, Tim Tebow got more playoff wins than Stafford until this year. Yeah, and and uh, what's his name? Um, T.J. Yates had more playoff wins than Tony Romo. That dude was on the league for like two years. You don't need you don't need you don't need a star, dog. If everything else lines up, like we don't never talk about Doug Williams in the same as we talk about Trent Dilfer and Rob Johnson. We don't talk about him in the vein where he was just like, he was well, because he only played point. how many games did, did Doug Williams play that year? He barely played well, five and he nine, two starts and three relief appearances. There you go, right? Trent Dilfer. That, you know that's what I, mean. I was. I was always fascinated. Trent Dilfer had about five games that year too. I wonder, just wonder why nobody ever like he gets he's so beloved for doing just winning one game. Well, basically. I mean, he broke barriers to you know, the first African American right. quarterback when it's Super Bowl. That's, 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 that's what I said. That's what I said. Doug was a white dude, man. You wouldn't even heard of him. You'd be like, yeah. ah, who's that guy? Yeah. We would remember him, but that's about it. And, yeah, only Washington fans would, and deservedly so. You win a Super Bowl here, you know, like Trent Dilfer. Yeah, I remember though that yeah, Doug Williams was a legitimate NFL starting quarterback on two playoff teams in Tampa Bay. Earlier in his career, and this well, was who took his job? Stevie 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 who took his job? At Tampa. Rogan, he Steve Berg. Rogan. <laughs> I don't know. Steve Steve DeBerg. Steve Berg, not Grogan. It might have been DeBerg. Rogan was in was in New England. Yeah, Grogan was a New England guy. Steve DeBerg. That's who I was. Yeah, then he was or Vinny might have been Vinny. I don't know. If Vinny was out that early. Testimony. No, he wasn't. Vinny was so good in Miami, bro. Jeez, he was dope. Vinny was dope in Miami. I thought that dude was going to be like Joe Montana. Yeah, you see, Doug Williams left for the, you gotta remember he, he he got hurt and then he left for the USFL. But here's the funny thing, right? 82 was Doug Williams last year with, with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, right? Um, and they went five and four and they made it to the playoffs. Actually, they went to the playoffs three times then. I'm sorry. Or yeah. But anyway, lost to the Cowboys. 83, no Doug Williams, two and fourteen. Jack Thompson is their starting quarterback. Oh, was he, I mean, he's MVP, right? Hey. How good they are without him? 84, 6 and 10. Who's their quarterback? Probably DeBerg. Um, yeah, DeBerg yep, was there. Steve DeBerg. <laughs> I was right. And then he <laughs> actually went to Kansas City towards the latter half of his career, right. I think. And then he DeBerg, backed up Montana yeah, when he got DeBerg older. DeBerg played in a, DeBerg played for a couple teams twice. If that's he was a problem in Kansas City one year, wasn't he, a couple times? He, he was. He had one really yeah. good season because I remember from Tecmo Bowl. Then, then Montana took a really job. good season for, for 90 standards. I don't know what the numbers are, but I know he had a, a good season. Steve uh, Berg is like Matt Dan Majowski, the like insane on the magic, magic, the man. magic man Majowski man. That dude was on pre Brett Favre. It was Heineken uh, before Heineken. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I can talk about that. You no, know, the Berg's great season was in '90 because I think he went. He had the twenty. Was it twenty three touchdowns and four interceptions? There you go. That that's was his what, one lone what, good season. I think uh, that was well, what, that was when Thomas was second dude like eight times amazing. in a game. <laughs> I mean that's amazing for Steve DeBerg, but that's but you gotta remember that was a team that had Barry Ward and Christian Okoye running. Right. Uh, they also had Barry Thomas, Thomas second. 
They also had Derek Thomas second all old ex coach like eight times. Ron Sherry and the Deron Sherry in the secondary. They had a great yeah. team. Kevin Ross is back. I'll tell you, I've always said this. If Washington didn't exist, I may have been a Chiefs fan. That was my second Hayes. team growing up, was the Chiefs. One because it was it was Hayes. it was a it was a familiar maybe it was a Native American thing. I don't know, but for me it was an easy transition. So the Chiefs Stephon were always Page, my other man. Team. Yeah, Stephon Page. Page. Derek Thomas, Thomas. And when Joe Derek Montana Thomas, went there, yeah, I followed. Yeah. I like Joe Montana too. So that's when he my favorite there, player in the last couple of years. Rest in peace. I mean, yeah, they had a they had a good Dale Carter, another good safety. Yeah, for they the, were uh, always they were always like Chiefs. A re- they were always, I, I, it was Marty too. Like Marty had a respectful franchise. Like yeah, and I always kind of kept, but it always seemed like they were on. Like Washington would play on Fox or CBS. The Chiefs game somehow always ended up on NBC. Um. You know, I used to, you know, love watching those those Marty teams and get so mad because they'd find a way to blow it in the playoffs every year. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, because it was just like, yeah, oh, they always seem like the good guys of football. Like Why the Kansas City Chiefs have been the good guys. Like no one ever looks at the Chiefs like an evil empire, unless you're a Raiders fan or a Broncos. Marty didn't deserve to get fired here, bro. No, he didn't. Nope. That's a whole other story that we'll stay up for another podcast. That's right. <laughs> well, fellas, we're, we've been here for a long time. We've almost hit the two hour mark. <clears throat> this has been a great episode. We reminisced. We reminisced long enough tonight, and we did talk a little bit. Reminisce over you, my God. That's right. So we'll probably see you guys Wednesday evening to, to see your reactions on the name game. We'll talk about nothing else. We'll save. We'll save Wednesday just for the name. And uh, we'll go live and we'll we'll talk about how we feel about that. And uh, yeah, fellas, any shout outs before we close out? Uh, shout out to COVID. I don't know. Air, <laughs> Air AIDS doing it again. Air AIDS kicking my ass, boy. Man, you any shout outs, Phil? Shout out to the four teams that are going to be playing tomorrow. Um, I don't hate any of these teams. So, yeah. you know, it, it, at least I get to just watch football with no real rooting interest. I've mean, had preferences, but, you know, shout out to, to, you know, four teams that are, you know, should give us two good games tomorrow and an, an enjoyable uh, Sunday of football. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. It's going to be a good game. Good four teams. Like I said, solid. Nothing wrong with them. I could care less who wins. They're all, they'll all be good football in my book. So. Um, all right, fellas. Well, we'll we'll enjoy the f- games this weekend. And if you uh, stay this long, man, we owe you something. God bless you. If you did. <laughs> God bless this you. Episode, Doing the Lord's work. This episode is going to be. Thick. All right, shout out, shout out to, shout out to uh, Mark. Uh, I I went to work yesterday and I looked down and all my antifreeze was out in my car. Couldn't figure it out. Pulled more in it before I got off work. Outside of work, all my antifreeze is out again. Water pump found out today. Man. So he came, got the car, and uh, fixed it for me. Left the keys in it and had somebody, I had to go pick it up because I have COVID. I can't talk to him. Well, yeah, shout out to fix Mark. My, fix my shout car. Shout out man. to the last days of this name right here. That's right. Maybe. Don't ever buy a Hummer. <laughs> shout out to uh, Shy Guns. We got to check on our boy Cordero, make sure he's okay. I'm texting him, man. Make Shout sure out to Marcus sure Davis. He's alive. Yeah. Hey, we appreciate you guys and uh, see you guys on Wednesday. As always, peace and hail.